Carol G. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct. But most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Radio. Oh, living the dream once again on a fabulous Sunday. It is Hartman and Salam, and we are coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on your car insurance. Visit geico.com for a free rate quote. Well, Eve, from here we are. We've got a couple of big games going on right now. Another big game coming up tonight. Not too far from here, by the way. No, it's uh, it's shaping up. You know, this I, I was excited for this week. Uh, we were gonna. I wanted to see which teams were trending up. Right. Right. When you get into December and the weather gets a little uh, bad, mm-hmm. and, yes, you know, the ball gets slippery. Mm-hmm. They call this, you know, football weather, because it determines which team, which teams are prepared to do whatever it takes to win. Sometimes you got to go on the road. If you're uh, a, a, um, a dome team, you got to play outside, cold, wet, snow in some cases. So, you know, the the back in the old days, everything went through Lambeau. Right. Right? Yeah. Ice bowls and oh, stuff yeah. like that. So when you have inclement weather, that's considered football weather. So, And some teams can't perform in those. Some, e- some teams really struggle. Let me ask this, Ephraim, over your 13-year NFL career, you would go into week 15 mm-hmm. many times on your way to the playoffs, many times on teams whose season had already ended. Yes. Now, we know Ephraim Salam was always 100%. It didn't matter what the circumstances. You're out on the field. You're fighting for your life. However, not everybody is of that mindset, <laughs> which is true. why you lasted 13 years and many go by the wayside much quicker. So when you would get to like a week 15 in those games where – you know, one team's got a lot on the line mm-hmm. and another team doesn't. No matter what side of that you were on, could you tell? I mean, you know, we sit there trying to figure out, all right, who's going to win tonight? Oh, I'll go with the team that has something to play for. But that doesn't always play out. No, because on the other team, the team where you don't think someone has something to play for, the speech they get that entire week is, we're going to see who wants to be here. <laughs> right? Yes. We're going to see who's willing to do whatever it takes, mm-hmm. no matter what the situation is. It's amazing how securing a future paycheck can be a real motivator. <laughs> yeah, especially that season is coming to an end, so those big checks are getting ready to stop. So you're going to do whatever you have to do to continue to get those checks next year. And, you know, it's even almost worse playing against those teams that don't have anything to play for because guys are real. It's like almost like um, an accelerated speed of the preseason guys trying to make the team now you have guys trying to stay on the team now we had two games yesterday and because of that we only have two games this afternoon but they're big games really big games and right now the shockers the 49ers this is a team really hasn't shown a whole lot since jimmy garoppolo's injury but they're up 14-6 right now against the seahawks now the seahawks are one of those teams that has been trending up. You know, the Seahawks are playing good football pretty much last week. 
They secured, seemingly, a playoff position. But if they lose this game, next week they're hosting the Chiefs who need to win out to secure the number one seed in the AFC. So the Seahawks don't want to go into next week stumbling because, believe me, the Chiefs are going into Seattle knowing if we lose at Seattle and the Chargers win out, we go from a one seed to a five seed. Yes. Do not want to do that. No, you don't want to do so that. So that's going to be a motivated Chiefs team coming into Seattle next week. So if you're Seattle, you can ill afford him there. Look at that play. Touchdown. 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 Doug Baldwin. Hell of a catch. Hell of a play once again by Russell Wilson. Tremendous. Oof. Let me ask you this about the NFC right now. Um, and by the way, of course, we're also keeping an eye on that other game. Uh, that would be the Patriots and the Steelers. They are tied at seven. We got all kinds of things to talk about that matchup. But, you know, Ephraim, when I look at the NFC right now and you see the Saints, you see the Rams, mm-hmm. you got the Bears, you got the Cowboys, uh, the Vikings are very much in the mix right now. They got a big win today. But I'm looking at the quarterbacks, right? Now, yeah, you got Drew Brees and the Saints, but Brees hadn't won a Super Bowl in 10 years. Right. But he's won one. He's won one. But the guy that has the most experience, I mean, you got Goff, you got Trubisky, you got Dak Prescott. Those three guys combined have won zero playoff games. And then you have Russell Wilson. I mean, if you have Seattle on the road against Dallas in the wild card week, after watching Dak Prescott, I, look, I was a big Prescott fan that rookie year. Right. He's taken steps backwards. He can't throw the ball accurately anymore. Look, let, let, don't be too hard on Dak. Okay. A lot happened last year from his sophomore to, I mean, his um, freshman to sophomore year. Right. Losing uh, Ezekiel Elliott. The uncertainty of him uh, banged up offensive line, receivers not being what they were. And so now you put him in a situation to where he had to overcome that. He comes into this year, and they've right they've they've righted the ship. They're running the ball more. Um, Amari Cooper definitely helps him a legitimate threat on the outside. So it it makes things a lot easier. I don't know what happened today though. All right, we have a broadcast legend joining us right now. Step back, everybody, because there is only one Dick Stockton. Who's joining us right now, Dick? I know you were at that uh, Ravens Bucks game today. First of all, thanks for joining us here on the show. I'm going to jump right in right now because all the talk with the Ravens is about Lamar Jackson. He had modest numbers today. Bottom line, though, the Ravens got the win. Does this look like a different Ravens team with you with Lamar Jackson at quarterback, Dick? It's a uh, Stephen. It's a total different team. And uh, you don't look at numbers when you judge a football game. Actually, his numbers were great. He gained uh, 90 some odd yards. The rushing game was over 200 yards. The Ravens have totally switched over from a passing offense to a, a really solid drop back quarterback in Joe Flacco, who was active today but was not used, and uh, Lamar Jackson. And they, they have a, a Southeast Conference 1972 style of option <laughs> runs. They do. Right. And it's very effective. And they started the game by passing, which was uh, put them in a hole. And then they got, went back to running, and they were brilliant at it. This was a, a tremendous victory, which is uh, four of the last five games is exactly the way they played. 
and uh, they, 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 John Harbaugh knows what he's doing with this team. And Jackson is limited as a passer, but he did complete the passes when he needed to. And he ran beautifully, and the rest of the team ran. Because with Dixon and Edwards, they, they have a, a, a tremendous running game, and their defense was tremendous today. And so, uh, you know, this is a Raven team that nobody's going to want to play when the playoffs come. Just as I say, the Seattle Seahawks are similar to that in the NFC. They play run, and they play defense. And that travels well when the playoffs come. Yeah, absolutely right. Especially when weather starts to uh, get uh, bad. That running game is something that you can definitely lean on, which the Ravens did today. But my question to you, Dick, is can Lamar Jackson survive in this style of offense where they're calling runs for him like a running back and he's taking all those hits? He's not a very big guy. No. The answer is no. Um, it's no different than Michael Vick. Uh you know, you're going to make some spectacular plays and you're going to do okay. That's what they have right now that's effective. But uh, he isn't going to be – he's going to have to be a, a quarterback who passes first and then can run. Now, you've got two other guys. Cam Newton is one of those guys. He's big, though. Yes. And even even with that, has a shoulder problem and is, is running a lot this year. Uh, and Russell Wilson, who is not cut from that way, he has the ability to run. He's the ideal guy, Russell Wilson. He's a quarterback first, uh, can make the plays, and can run. But to answer your question, no one, there will never be a, a running quarterback who runs first and passes second that will ever take you to the high level in the NFL playoffs. Well, and of course, Lamar Jackson has RG3 as a teammate, so you can tell him all about that. On the other side, another Heisman Trophy winning quarterback, Jameis Winston. This has been a challenging year for Winston from the get-go. The early suspension, obviously a very disappointing season from the Tampa Bay Bucks, what do you what did you see in Winston today, and what is your prediction about his future with the Buccaneers, Dick? I like his. I liked him today. I thought Jameis Winston played very well. Uh, you know, I don't know what the numbers show. I don't judge football by numbers. I sure. judge by what I see. And uh, uh, and and Jameis Winston looks like he's matured a lot. I don't know about how he is off the field, but I know that this team is not a bad team. I know this team played much better defense. They played a pretty good game. They played an outstanding game today. They just got worn down by the running plays and the dominant. I think the, the, the Ravens must have run 20 more plays than, than Tampa Bay, and that was the difference in the game. But they played them tough. They were down, you know, down by one at halftime. They were, in fact, they lost by eight points. That's a one-score game. So I think Tampa Bay is, is not a team that's uh, one of the worst. You know, when they talk about how bad a team is, they're not bad. Tampa Bay is not bad. Uh, given how Jameis has played the last couple weeks, is do you think the Tampa Bay Buccaneers should pick up his fifth-year option for $23 million, I believe it is? My question would be, if I were in the room, who are we going to get that's going to be better? Who are we going to get without having to draft? Are we going to be able to draft a quarterback from where we're going to be? They're 5-9 and nine right now. So are they going to be able to draft a quarterback who – is going to be a better guy down the line. Now, if they think that, you know, personally, he's not the guy to have on the team, that's one thing. But I wouldn't give up on James Winston. That's what I say right now because he's matured. Maybe he needs more of it like Cam Newton has matured. And um, I personally wouldn't. I think the guy has a lot of talent. I think players like him. I think they feel he's a leader. And, uh, I mean, if you, if you get rid of uh, James Winston, where do you go? 
That's my question. Mm, good question. Well, Dick, you know, a lot of people ask me uh, all these years, why do you keep it doing, Hartman? Why, why do you keep going? Are you I, Look at Stockton. He's in the prime right now. He's barely getting into the prime of his broadcasting <laughs> career. Well, Are you kidding? You're an inspiration to all of us, you. Dick. Great job as always, man. We'll talk to you down the road. All right, Steve. Thank you, guys. Ephraim, good to see you, and we'll talk to you soon. Absolutely, Dick. Thank you. That's uh, Dick Stockton joining us right there. Legend. I, we are uh, unbelievable. Beyond I mean, this guy—you talk about a workhorse. Stockton is unbelievable, and you can hear he's on top of everything. All right, we're in the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. We got two huge games going on right now. Pittsburgh is taking the lead over New England. Pats have the ball back. The latest on San Francisco, Seattle, plus all the updates on the earlier games coming up next. Steve Harbin, Ephraim Salam with you on this big Sunday. Hey, what does it mean when Geico says just 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on your car insurance? Means you probably should have gone to Geico.com 15 minutes ago. So the 49ers have a 17-13 lead over the Seahawks. Was that a, a missed extra point? What What is up with all these missed extra points? Hey, man, it's if you got a kid and you don't want him to go through the rigors of playing actual football, but you want him to be a football player, teach him how to kick. I, teach him how to kick. So it was Janikowski who missed the first extra point for Seattle. Did you see that game yesterday, back-to-back miss extra yes. points? That was just – does that guy still have a job? I mean, are you, aren't you fired like I mean, immediately after that? Where do you go? Where do you go after that? Who? Where do you go find another kicker? I, I, look, you have one job to do. Just kick the ball. I, you, hey, brother, you're you preaching to the choir. I'm with you. One job to do. I'm with you on and that. And if you can't do that job, you are of no use, use to us. whatsoever. Goodbye. And all the grab-ass they do during training camp and practice. It's just, I, Goodbye. You lose, sir. You lose. Gone. I tell you what, the New England Patriots are having a serious problem stopping the run. Well, they are. Samuels right now, this is the what, third string running back for Pittsburgh. Yeah, but that's not even Samuels. That's the that fourth was Ridley. string. That's There's the Ridley. Well, this is what happened with fourth the, string running back. the uh, Chargers, you know, against the Chiefs. That was yeah. their third and fourth string running back. I didn't even heard of that Noose guy. <laughs> like, who? And they were running who? it right down the Chiefs' throat. Yeah, this so. is this – is, uh, Dick was right, man. Uh, just got off the phone with the great Dick Stockton, and he was saying this is the time of year where if you have a running game, you're at a premium in the NFL because you're going to play places where the wind is whipping, the snow is falling, the rain is coming down, and you have to be able to turn around as a quarterback and hand the ball off to someone who's going to get you positive yards consistently. And what that does is in the third and fourth quarter, you'd be surprised on how tired and worn down the opposing team's defense is and not wanting to come up and make tackles anymore. And we saw that today in that Ravens game. They physically abused, just just completely physically ran over the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to the tune of 49 carries, 242 yards yeah. rushing. yeah. That's oh, no. five yards of carry. L- l- you know, uh, by the way, this has got to be painful for Ephraim. <laughs> I mean, Roethlisberger is just lighting up the Patriots right now. Uh, he's uh, 15 of 17, 134 and two touchdowns already. And they have 65 yards on the ground. I mean, the, the Patriots have no defense. They have no defense. No defense. 
It's it's amazing how I mean the Patriots have been beneficiaries of their division. You know, here you have the Dolphins coming off that big win. They laid an egg today. It's crazy, man. They this got league whooped. is crazy. They got whooped. Walloped. So right now the uh Steelers have the ball. They're already in Patriots territory again and uh near sack, but uh, up 14-7 in this game. Um I want to get back to the Ravens for a second here because Next week, we, we always talk about the next matchup, right? Mm-hmm. So the Ravens right now, they have the tie break against the Titans and the Colts. By the way, how many how many votes does uh, Frank Reich get for Coach of the Year this Jeez. year? That was a team that everyone said is the, the worst team in the league. They mm-hmm. were, odds were, they were the number 32 team in the league. They are 8-6 and six right now. That defense completely shut down Dallas. You got a number of candidates, though. This has been this, the this year Mac of the guy, surprise. Where does Mac guy come from? <laughs> 130-something yards rushing today against that Cowboy defense, and everyone was saying all their dynamic and everything else. Interception. Wow. All right. Big play. That's, see, that's Good the Patriots. Job, just when you think uh, you got it going. Um, thanks thanks all right. for nothing, Ben. Ravens. Ravens at the Chargers next week. Yes. Ravens at the Chargers. So the Chargers have extended time off after their incredible victory against the Kansas City Chiefs. And what do you think the Ravens are going to do? I mean, I I don't know if there's going to be a bunch of Raven fans out of the soccer state. I don't know who's going to show for these games. No one really shows up at all. They're going to run the ball. I know that for a fact. Will they be able to run the ball effectively against that Charger defense? The the thing that's helping – uh, the Baltimore Ravens run the ball is the way they're running it. They're just not turning around and handing the ball off. Right now, you can stop the you can stop the run as a defense. You line up whether it be a four three, an under, a three four, a bear defense, whatever that defense is, you can put it in to stop the run. But what what happened and it happened, I think Tebow and RG three. They came into the league, and coaches decided to run their style of offense. Right. That 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 they were successful at. Well, in Tebow's so, case, they had no choice. They had no because, choice. Uh, he but RG three, right, could throw the ball. Yes, he but could. He was more effective running the read option. So now all you hear is RPO, 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 which stands for run pass option. It puts the defense in a, a tough situation to hone in on the multiple runners, right? So, yeah, you can tee off on a running back because you know he's going to get the ball. You turn around, hand the ball off to the running back, you're prepared for that. But when it you put that in the quarterback's hand, someone who can who's dynamic in this style of offense, which uh, Lamar Jackson is. This is his bread and butter. Right. So whatever you guess as a defense, he's going to do the opposite. And it throws you off kilter allows for wide-open crossing routes when he does pull the ball. But everything looks the same. To the defense, everything looks the same. It looks the same handing off to the running back. looks the same when he keeps it. looks the same when it's a pass. Everything looks the same. So how do you read it? How can you stop that? And it's difficult to do. Well, and thinking about Lamar Jackson, you know, he was interviewed today by Michael Vick, uh, the greatest running quarterback of all time. And much like Michael Fick, I mean, there's there's mobile quarterbacks. Cam Newton, obviously. There's a lot of guys who have been mobile quarterbacks. But when I watch Lamar Jackson run the ball, the thing that just stands out to me is when he puts his foot down, he's off. Oh, he's gone. He is explosive. He's, that he's, he's a running step, back. He has uh, – exactly. He puts that foot down, 
and commits to the run, he's off to the races, much like a Michael Vick was back in the day. So, like you said, what what do you do defensively? I mean, do you have a spy almost on, on the quarterback? Well, it doesn't you- matter because it's happening so fast. If right. you're, you're sitting there spying, you're frozen. Right. You have to commit to the running back or the quarterback. Right. Your spy is going to have to pick one of those. And, and- – the quarterback who runs it the best makes you pick wrong every time. It's and like play action. It's like the play action there. pass, right? Every and and week. we always say when we when you talk about adjusting to the speed of the NFL, doesn't matter who you are on the field. Once you start adjusting to the speed of the game, which is what Lamar Jackson's doing mm-hmm. every single week now, he's catching up to the speed of the game. He's understanding now what he can do, what he shouldn't do. And that's why each week he's getting that much better. That is going to be a dynamite game well, next well, week. Look at it like this. Gus yeah. Edwards, who led them in rushing with 19 carries, right. 104 yards. Yes. Lamar Jackson had 18 carries, 95 yards. Right. Right? These are carries. These aren't scrambles. Exactly. Right? Some of some of the yards are he took off and things broke down. But it's essentially you have two running backs at the same time, and both of them can carry the ball on the same play. Who are you going to, who are you going to tackle? Gonna be a tough call for the Chargers, and again, oh. we talk about the Chargers games going on right now. I, I really didn't have a chance to get your quick thoughts on that second unbelievable come from behind victory on the road for Philip Rivers and the Chargers. Crazy, I mean, man. we thought it was crazy what they did to the Steelers. In fact, it had never been done before in the history of the Pittsburgh Steelers on their home field. And now Kansas City, you're up twenty-eight fourteen. I'll tell you what, Andy. I want to get into this. Okay. Because I'm watching that Andy Reid, man. All I know is Chargers get to within seven, right? Right. They kick to the Chiefs. There's three and a half minutes to go, and the Chargers have all three timeouts. First play got stuffed for, what, about an eight-yard loss on a run? There's that Andy Reid getting conservative. What was he thinking? You're not going to run out the clock when they have three timeouts? So, um, you wonder why Andy Reid has struggled? Do you wonder why the Chiefs have lost six straight home playoff games? You wonder why, they, despite the presence of Patrick Mahomes, there's still a big question mark about the Chiefs heading in the postseason? We want to know. All right, we're going to get and, into all and, that. And watching that game, I you realize just how much Kareem Hunt's missed. Exactly. Well, and they were also without Spencer Ware. Yeah. So, I mean, so. They, they the running game was non-existent, and as good as Mahomes is – Every offense needs some balance. All right, we're in the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. Let's find out what's trending right now. Mr. Gascon, what do you got? I was still looking up the uh, the greatest athletic presidents of all time since I got that history lesson from you uh, mm. prior to the show kicking off. So <laughs> It's never a dull moment with you, Steve Hartman. Never, uh, ever. Well, if you ask me a question, I'll give you an answer. I know, but you're just you're more vital in my education than my time at San Diego State on the Mesa. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. Slow down. Yeah, Slow well, down with you them. disagree with that, Ephraim? We learned a lot at San Diego State. We did? I just want you to know. Yeah. You learned how to tap kegs. I'm always surrounded by Aztecs. You, you learned how to apply coconut yeah. oil. Mm. You learned a bunch of things, all right? You learned that every day can be a party day. That's okay? true. That's Not true. just the weekend. These are valuable lessons that you need in life. That's true. That's true. Now, Steve, you said you're surrounded by Aztecs. How many do you know graduated from San Diego State? 
Besides well, me and Ephraim. Costa. My oh, he partner did? during the week, yes. He graduated from? Absolutely. Oh, he I did. thought he graduated from a JUCO. Was, uh, <laughs> no, no, no. And the guys, you understand, my younger son, Garrett, may well be an Aztec oh, next year. It's in the blood. So, in yeah. the blood right there. And I married an Aztec. There you oh, go. And her parents are both Aztecs. See this right here? We're a, everywhere. There's a, there's a, I mean, it's like everywhere. All right, you're a smelly so cookie. All right. Gentlemen, we got two games going on right now. Pittsburgh with the Rock and the advantage. Three wides to the left. Empty set for Ben again. Gets the snap. Four-man rush. He waits. He fires it for the end zone. Marker down. Touchdown, Antonio Brown. Steelers Radio Network, Big Ben, 15-19 and 19 for 134. Two TDs. He also threw one bad pick, but Pittsburgh has the advantage. 14 to 7. There's five minutes to play in the first half. Meanwhile, near the Bay Area, San Francisco and Seattle. Here's a play action throw wide open. Selleck. The defender falls down and Selleck is gone. Selleck time. Touchdown, 49ers. Selleck time? Sell- is that going to catch on right there? I don't know if. Uh... I don't know if he's going to be able to make that one stick. You tell me, Steve. Knock on wood or what? <laughs> no. Anything is better than that. Let's put it that way. Nick yeah. Mullins in the first half, 11 of 14 for 176 in the one score. 49ers were four-point dogs in this thing. They lead by four, 17-13. Ball game is on Fox. Alex, uh, tunes are out, so gentlemen, back to you. All right. Well, thank you very much, David. You Good bet. stuff right there. All right, we're all over it. We're all over it as always. Coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. Easy to save 50% or more on your car insurance at Geico. Go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. This is a big game for Seattle. They cannot lose to the 49ers. And, you know, this is a team, the 49ers, that you remember all the hype, Ephraim, coming into the year. A lot of people thought they were going to be the equal of the Rams going into the season. I was one of those people. I was on the Jimmy G track. So they won the last five games last year. They were 5-0 oh, with Jimmy Garoppolo. So looking forward to the rise of the 49ers led by mm. Jimmy G. Yes. And it's hard to tell because remember how their season, they opened up at Minnesota at a time when we were thinking the Vikings might be the team to beat in the NFC. Right. So you're like, all right, well, that's that's not a bad loss. Then they barely squeaked by the Lions. That was a little bit, wow. And then they went to Kansas City, and that's when we suddenly realized, wow, the Chiefs are an actual legitimate team, mm-hmm. and that was it. He got hurt, and that was the end was of his over. season. You think the 49 – I mean, the fact that they won last week against Denver in a game that was a big game for the Broncos. By the way, does Vance Joseph still have a job? How did they lose that game yesterday? Yeah, Cleveland I don't, I don't at think home? so. Yeah, that's, that's going to be a tough one. That's a tough one right there? Well, the problem is they never addressed the quarterback situation. So, it's not all on Van, Vance well, Joseph. Well, it's, no, it's on John Elway. Right? Apparently, so, he was convinced that Case Keenan was good enough. I mean, goodness gracious. <laughs> I, I, I mean, you can't just – Sign backup quarterbacks to just tremendous amounts of money. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Backup quarterback. He was a, like a pro bowler last year. Remember? Yeah, but he was still the- a backup quarterback. I mean, <laughs> he was a third-string quarterback, actually. Right. So let's not – I mean, he's had opportunities. Well, it's but he like was a Nick third- Foles. I mean, he's, he's Nick Foles, right? I mean, in the well, right place Foles, at the right Nick side. Foles was a backup quarterback. He's a third-string quarterback. It's the difference between what, the backup who, and the third-string. Who third was a backup string. to? Was Foles a backup to Keenum? Or what, one, it was one or the other. Either way. <laughs> either way. This but is it, what but you what get. it does say is, obviously, these guys have talent. They just have limited talent. But if you put them in the right position, 
they can be successful. Keenum was in the right position last year in Minnesota. Yes, Obviously, was. Foles was down the stretch for the Eagles last year. And you thought it would be the similar situation, especially with the emergence of uh, Phillip Lindsay in that running game in Denver. Uh, you, you thought, okay, they got a running game. They got some weapons. Emmanuel Sanders on the outside. At the time, they had Demaris Thomas. And then they had the defense. They had Von Miller. They had Nick Chubb. They had all of these pieces on defense. Carter, all of these guys. And so you said, okay, Case Keenum fit perfectly in Minnesota, right, with all of those things. Great defense, running game, weapons on the outside. This is a, this would be like a mirror image, and it was anything but. The running game was great. The defense is okay, not as good as we, everyone thought it would be. But it just – Case could just not connect uh, with the receivers. It, it, I don't know if it was – the offense or, or what it was, it just wasn't the same formula that we saw from him last year in Minnesota. One of the teams whose season was extinguished today was the Green Bay Packers. So the Packers going to Chicago with a faint hope. And that was ama- wasn't it amazing how people were still trying to ride the fact that somehow, Ridiculous. some way, no somehow, shot. some way, well, Can't it's, do it. it's over. They're two back of the Vikings with two to play, and the Vikings have the tie break, so they can't. They're out. They're done. By the way, 0 and 7 on the road this year. It's over, Johnny. Oh, it's over. And seven on the road for Aaron Rodgers. It's embarrassing because some argue he's the greatest quarterback. He has the greatest passing rating ever. Uh, you know, you know, it, it's just for me. Like I said, I'm a. I, I would take Drew Brees. That's just my thoughts. Well, and I, I know Lee Robert Delap the fourth doesn't like to hear that. All right, now one game that didn't have a whole lot of bearing on the playoffs, but nonetheless, because of this man's mere presence, suddenly was elevated to the next level. Joining us right now, our buddy Brady Quinn out there for the Lions Bills game. Brady, how you doing today? Well, well, first off, guys, let me just tell you, the Lions are now eliminated from the playoffs. If you didn't think they were before today's game, they are now. But uh, if they were to win out and then basically if, like, ten other scenarios were to take place, <laughs> they would have gotten into playoffs. So we, we, we do know that after today's game. Uh, by the way, uh, I hear the Lions are getting a little heat as they're trying to be a, a big promotion pushing Matthew Stafford uh, for the Pro Bowl. And uh, there seemed to be a little backlash on that one, Brady. Uh, how did Stafford look to you today? And, and what do you make of what's next uh, for Matthew Stafford and the Lions? Well, look, he looked better than he did last week. I got to call the Lions-Cardinals games last week, and, and here's the deal. He's been dealing with a back injury, and I'll put it this way. He, in both production meetings we had with him, was having a hard time just even getting up and sitting down. So uh, I'm not sure what he's dealing with. He didn't want to talk about it. He didn't want to draw attention to it. But, but he's dealing with something pretty serious. Uh, clearly, it's, it's impacting his play, and I think it's even impacting what they're doing offensively, besides the fact that they're decimated uh, you look at some of their skill position players. I mean, they don't—they're not working with a ton. They're—they're uh, they're kind of almost in like a rebuilding phase on that side of the ball. But uh, he played decent today. I thought he was pretty efficient with the football. Uh, you know, didn't really force much. Didn't have to do a ton, but you know, try to take advantage of situations when they were there. But the other thing was, is he had a lot of pressure on him. That offensive line—they've been—they've been bad this year. I mean, there was a string of games where they had ten sacks. They gave up earlier this year. They had six sacks the following week. I mean. Uh, he's been under a lot of duress this season. Hey, why do you keep getting? Do you are you pulling the short straw in 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 the uh, the game scheduling meetings? Because last week you had 
Detroit, Arizona this week. You have Detroit Bills. Come on, B. I, I mean, they got to do you better than this, right? Well, look, we, we come from doing these big college games. Uh, we're very fortunate on that side. So when we get the opportunity to NFL games, you know, usually there there's some of the games that, let's just say, maybe a little bit less watched, right, <laughs> since we're not a full-time crew there. But uh, nonetheless, look, you know how it is. I mean, every game's big in the NFL. Any team can beat any team any Sunday, yada, yada, yada. Uh, I'll just kind of leave it at that. That's such a company answer. Look <laughs> at you, Brady. You, you're, just, you're so – but I remember when you first started, man, you had a little nerves to you. Look, you're a seasoned pro, and I do want to say I'm proud of you. I love how far you've come, and I love listening to you do the games, brother. I really do. I, I appreciate that. I try, man. I, You know, the odd thing for me is just still knowing so many of the players and coaches right. really on both sides. I mean, it's nuts. And, well, I mean, at one point, you had backup quarterbacks on both teams that I'd played with and either sat behind or, or started in front of. You had a play caller who I was with in two different teams. I mean, it, it was it, it's nuts. I mean, a, a kicker, kickers on both teams that I play with on separate teams. I mean, it was it's weird to think about how close knit and how tight the NFL really is between the players and coaches and all those relationships. Yeah, yeah uh, it is. And let's let's talk about the other side of the ball. Let's talk about Josh Allen and his growth and what he's doing. I mean, he's getting wins. I mean, it, uh, you look at his numbers: thirteen for twenty six, two hundred and four yards and a touchdown. But he didn't turn the ball over. Talk about him and his growth this season. Yeah, I think that last thing you just hit on is what he just needs to continue to do is focus on making good decisions. And even though he physically can make all the throws, it doesn't mean it's always good to try making all those throws. You know, he's four and five now as a starter. Uh, but he, look, he's he's incredible. I mean, this kid has all the tools. And I said this last year, like breaking him down going into the draft. I'm like, look, if you're going to give this kid like the keys to your franchise, it may pay off. It, it could be a home run, but you've got to make sure you bring him along the right way. And then surround him with talent. And, you know, right now, I'm not, I don't think they're necessarily there as far as the roster, but <laughs> they're putting him in a good position where, you know, they're allowing him to run the football. He can display that athleticism. And then he's just taking shots downfield to a lot of these fast wide receivers, and in particular Robert Foster. He's maybe one of the better stories uh, this year, rookie wide receiver out of Alabama who's already beat out, uh, you know, his production his senior year at Alabama just with what he's done in his rookie season in about four or five games. Yeah, but here's the thing, Brady. Uh, look at it. everyone's been talking about his running on the the last three weeks. Of course, you know he was averaging well over 100 yards a game on the ground. But accuracy was the problem coming out of college. Accuracy is still the problem. 52. percent I mean, can you can you be a successful quarterback in this league if you can't complete at least 60 percent of your passes? Well, you fell for the trap. See, that's what that's what people do nowadays. They look at box scores. They look at the numbers. Yeah, you know, 52 percent for completion. That guy's not accurate. Look how many drop passes they had. All right, they had 11 coming into this past week's game, which was the most in the NFL. In fact, their drop percentage was like 24%, which essentially means wow. you know, they're, 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 they're dropping. Uh, I, I think how it actually works out when you look at targets and, and attempts, it was like one in every eight passes. There oh, was wow. a drop. Uh, so, look, he's not getting a ton of help. Some of those throws are under duress to it, and he's throwing the football away. Like I sat before the game, talked to Jim Kelly, obviously wanted to see how he was doing, you know, Hall of Fame quarterback for the Bills, and he said that's the biggest difference you see with a lot of these young quarterbacks now is they'll run out of bounds, and Ephraim knows this, they'll run out of bounds and take a four-yard loss, and what does that mean? It means a sack. sack. Instead of like the old-school guys who we throw that football away, and so it didn't count as a sack, you'd have to take a negative play, but these guys are trying to scramble around and protect their completion percentage because that's what people talk about. When they really don't watch the film, they'll look at, you know, take a deep dive into the numbers. So 
look, he's accurate. He's, he's got it all. I think the only thing he struggles with from time to time is taking chances when he shouldn't. And then sometimes on the touch throws, and he admitted this, he said, look, I got a strong arm. And there's times when, you know, it, it's tough. That thing comes out spinning and it comes out hot. And I have a hard time sometimes dropping it in the window. But that's something I know I'm going to get better at. All right, well, something he'll be working on for sure. So the Bills get the win over the Lions, and the game was a winner because, well, Brady Quinn was there. Absolutely. That's simple as that. Without a doubt. He was there. It's amazing. <laughs> the Lions are like the luckiest team in the league right now. Brady, great stuff as always, man. We appreciate your time. Thanks so much. Thanks, Brady. Thanks for having me, guys. Have a great night. There right, he Brady. is, Brady Quinn. All right, we're in the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. We'll continue to update you on these two huge games going on right now and who may have emerged as a better playoff prospect and who may be trending the other way. Coming up next. This Christmas comes at an inconvenient time right in the middle of football season. <laughs> Every year. Let it snow, let it snow. These are just the best songs, Not aren't they? I mean, I mean, I don't know. How is it? How do you, how do you know to write a, a good holiday song, right? Let it snow, let it snow. By the way... Brought to you by Discover Card here. Hey, become a new card member, and Discover Card will match all the cash back you've earned dollar for dollar at the end of your first year. Learn more at discover.com slash match. Limitations apply. Brought to you by Discover Card. We treat you like you treat you. It's the mother remix. <laughs> Snowfall. And, no. <laughs> all right, second half underway. In San Francisco, uh, the 49ers still leading the Seahawks 17-13. This would be a really bad loss for Seattle, and the 49ers have the ball near midfield, so they're moving the ball right now. Meanwhile, Pittsburgh still maintaining their 14-7 lead against New England. Um, the Minnesota Vikings, this is a team that a week ago, Ephraim, we were talking about like, wow, um, could it get much worse? Uh, They were shut down by the Seahawks, back-to-back losses where their offense had done nothing. We're killing Kirk Cousins because he just seems like one of those guys that's putting up nothing but empty numbers. Today, though, hello, Dalvin Cook. It's amazing how much different the Vikings look offensively when they have Dalvin Cook who, by the way, I hung on to all season long Just on my for fantasy this team, moment. and it's playoff week for me, and I have Dalvin Cook out there. 136 yards on the ground, a couple of touchdowns. Cousins only threw 21 passes. Key stat right there. 21 pass attempts. Less Kirk Cousins, better for that Vikings offense. So the Vikings right now still maintaining that number six seed right now. Their last two games are at the Lions. And then the Bears at home, and the Oof. Bears really at that point figured Not, it nothing just to play with. absolutely Not nothing to play yep. it with. So looking at the Vikings right now with Dalvin Cook, and by the way, they sacked Ryan Tannehill nine times today. Nine That's crazy. sacks today. So maybe that Minnesota defense is back. What do you think? I mean, are the Vikings a team everyone thought going into the year was going to be a prime contender? If they, you know, sneak into the playoffs, is that a team that we should look at as a, I mean, think about this right now, first round, Minnesota at Chicago. That's what we'd be looking at in the wild card game. Yeah, I wouldn't bet on, on Minnesota outside of their dome. 
Right. They're yeah. five and two at home. Yes. Uh they're very comfortable there. But once you get out get them outside in the elements, you get them in Chicago, then we got a different story now. Right. Right, like you don't you don't trust Kirk Cousins? No, I, I, against that Bears defense no, in Chicago. No, not in the elements. But again, and, with Dalvin Cook, at least you have a running game again. Well, you do, you do, but you're going to need more. Yeah, right. You're going to need more, especially to go up against a team uh, like the Chicago Bears defense. They are clicking on all cylinders right now. You want to know how valuable a player like Khalil Mack is to your defense, right? Then this is a perfect example. They went from. Squadoosh to hell yeah. Real quick, one transaction. He's galvanized those guys. They're working harder than ever before, and he consistently puts pressure on quarterbacks. It's amazing what you can do defensively when you have a guy who can just turn it on and turn it up, and that's exactly who and what Khalil Mack is. It's the same with Aaron Donald. I'm telling you, who did more this year in this league than John Gruden? John Gruden single-handedly flipped the Bears from a loser to a winner, and he revived the Cowboys and helped them win an NFC East. Again, executive of the year. It's a runaway. John Gruden. He turned two franchises around around in the same season. Not coach of the year, executive of the year. Yep, Those moves were his. Ask Reggie McKenzie on his way out the door. So uh, it's an amazing turnaround. So you don't trust the Vikings. No, not to go on the road. I trust them at home. And by the way, remember, again, last regular season game is Bears at Vikings, and they could have a rematch the very next week in Chicago. So I don't think – but the Vikings will need that one. All right, we're in the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. Big games this afternoon. Big game tonight. What happened to the Super Bowl champion Eagles? We're going to tell you next. Rolling on a huge Sunday in the National Football League. It is Hartman and Salam coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit geico.com for a free rate quote. All right, so you heard Gascon. We are inside seven minutes to go in the third quarter right now. 49ers still leading Seattle 17-13. The um, Seahawks had a third and long play. Ephraim was just scratching his head on the play call. Um, it's third and 18. Right. I, I get it. I understand. It's tough to do. Not a lot of teams have plays for third and 18. But you can attempt to get the first down and not throw a three-yard out. I, I, I don't I don't understand that. Well, and especially when you have a quarterback like Russell Wilson who can extend plays. Right. You know, they always say the average play – in the NFL, last about six seconds. But when you have a Russell Wilson or that kind of a quarterback, suddenly six seconds can be 12 seconds. I mean, he can extend a play three, four, five seconds, and as he's extending a play, guys can get open. Uh, that was just a quick out. I mean, they, they you know, he snapped, you know, snapped into the ball, he throws it three yards, and, and let's punt. Uh, that's a lot of faith in your defense right now. But anyway, the 49ers leading that one. And then, of course, it's uh, – New England and Pittsburgh right now, and that game, uh, well, it's uh, it's it's not great. It's uh, it's uh, 14-7 Pittsburgh right now, getting ready for the second half. So uh, we'll see how this plays out. I want to talk a little about the Eagles with you right now, Ephraim. They get ready to take on the Rams tonight, and, of course, Carson Wentz is out of this game. I've been hearing little rumblings. In fact, my Philadelphia insider – 
called me today because he's actually at the game. He actually flew in from Philadelphia to L.A. to take in the game tonight. And there are some rumblings about Wentz. Uh, People have to remember this. His senior year in college, he was hurt most of the year. Came back late in the season. And last year, flukish. You don't have any knee injuries when you're airborne. That's what happened in the game against the Rams. And now, you know, really just hasn't been 100% this year. And now all of a sudden, a fractured vertebrae. I, that sounds pretty serious to yeah, me. Yeah, that sounds like it's... That uh, doesn't sound like very, very good. So, uh, what, what do you do right now? Are you, uh, w- If you were an Eagle fan, would you be a little concerned about the welfare of your franchise quarterback? I, I you, you should be concerned about his welfare. But you don't panic right now because you've been down this road before, right? we saw a Nick Foles come in mm-hmm. and win the Super Bowl for you. Yes. So you're not panicking, not in terms of winning games, whether you can do enough to get into the playoffs at six and seven right now, then that's to, that's another question. Uh, that division is still up for grabs. A lot of work has to be done. You right. have to win out. Is that possible? Yeah, of course. Nick Foles has proven that he can go through the playoffs and the Super Bowl and win games. How about this stat? You ready for the stat on the Eagles right now? In games in which they have carried the ball at least 27 times, they are 6-0. and Under 27 times, 0-7. Well, that's a pretty dramatic stat, 6-0 and versus 0-7. and yeah. Isn't it amazing, Ephraim, with all the talk about passing the ball all over the place, suddenly – Everyone's talking about which teams have a running game. Seattle got their running game back. The Chargers got a running game going with Anthony Lynn. We talk about the Vikings, Dalvin Cook running the ball. Right. Isn't it amazing? I thought I thought it was all about passing the ball all over the place. Well, but now we're in crunch time, and everyone's like, "Who's running the ball well?" Well, for me, it, it's never. You know, I've been in, played in the NFL a long time, over a decade, and, and so on and so forth. Um, for me. The consistency of an offense has always been predicated on your ability to run the game. Absolutely. Because what that does is it opens the field up for you to do other things. Play action passes are the best way for you to get huge chunk plays down the field. If you can't run the ball, then that that avenue's not open for you. And being able to control the tempo of the game and and control the time of possession. The more we have the ball, the longer our defense gets to rest, and the and the less opportunity they have to be successful offensively. Those aren't going to ever go away. I don't care if the running back position never exists again. You need to be able to continually keep the clock moving, control the down and distance, the yardage of the game, and time of possession. I'll tell you like this. When you're passing the ball, three things can happen, and two of them are bad. How about this? Here's another team we haven't talked about today. The Tennessee Titans are still in the mix thanks to the emergence of Derrick Henry. So Good we, Lord. So we had Henry with that unbelievable game. This guy's averaging like 33 yards a game, right? I mean, he's, <laughs> right. he's, he's a zero. Very pedestrian. So everyone thought, well, was sort of that a one-game fluke? No. Today, on the road against the Giants, 33 carries, 170 yards, and two touchdowns. Now, this is what happened the year he won the Heisman for Alabama. Remember late in the year in the Iron Bowl and the SEC championship game, 
he's got like 40 carries. I mean, they're just giving the big man the ball, and he's just running the yeah. ball down the – I get, what, how did, why did it take the Titans so long? Or were they just holding him till the end of the year? You got to remember, they had a two-back system right. going on. So even last year, DeMarco Murray, him, like they were all about this two-back system. He doesn't work like that. No. Every running back is not a two-back system. We, I, we had a running back in Atlanta similar to his stature in terms of his size and his ability to power through uh, tackles. Same was Jamal Anderson. He had over 400 carries. No one was going to get the ball other than Jamal. Right. Like, he wasn't going to let you come in and get a couple. It wasn't going to happen. He'd break a 40-yard run, get back up, and get in the huddle. He needed those carries to not only get himself going, but to wear down the defense. I'm telling you, in the fourth quarter, no body wanted to come up and tackle him. Well, and this was the guy that Same Derek situation. Henry, this is how he won the Heisman. Alabama, late in that season, just fed the big man. Just give him a ball, 40-plus carries, wearing down defenses. He's been sitting there. He's Like you said, he's not a guy that's going to have eight carries for 33 yards. That's not his game. That's, that's not, you're not going to get any payoff to his skills set, giving him the ball six, seven times a game. It's just not going to work. I love watching. I love looking at this. As an offensive lineman, yeah, I want to run the ball. I don't, first of all, pass blocking is horrendous. Yep. Right? You're backing up. They're running forward full speed. Right? You try to stop a grown man as you're backpedaling. <laughs> so if you allow your offensive lineman to be aggressive, yes. right? I hated starting the game with a pass unless it was play action. I hated it. I wanted to come out, you know, set my helmet, get my hands going, you know, get some snot bubbles going and all sure. of that. I wanted to come off and fire off and be aggressive. So when I look at this and I see a team running the ball 45 times, I applaud that. I applaud that we see we see it happening with them. We see it happening with Seattle. We see it happening with Baltimore. These teams understand, look, in order for us to win the game, we have to control the game. And the only way you can control the game is, is by running the ball. The Titans, so they're eight and six right now. So they're tied with the Ravens and they're tied with the Colts. Now that's a key because Ephraim, next week the Titans host the Redskins. Unfortunately for the Redskins, it's a season they got away from them. And then their final game, home against the Colts. That could decide it right there. Yeah. And who gets I, that last wild card spot? It, it's coming down when you look at this. I mean, this is amazing. You you look at the log jam vying for two spots, right? Like I I mean it could go either way, but that's great. That's great football for us as commentators and analysts and fans. Yes, you don't want to be in week sixteen, seventeen talking about ah oh, these games did they, they don't matter. Who would you like? I mean, we could be sitting here a week from now. We'll be back together next week. Yep. If we are sitting here looking at a Titans hosting the Colts for the last wild card spot. Which way would you lean in that game? Um, Titans hosting the Colts with the last wild card spot on the line. Man, that's a tough one. That is tough. That's tough, man. Especially with this whole emergence I, I, of yeah, Derrick Henry right know. now. Yeah, I don't even. I, I I don't. I wouldn't know how to call that. You know, because you know. On right, one, on, on one hand, yeah. on one hand, yeah. I. I Love Andrew Luck and how he's bounced back Absolutely. this year. Absolutely, and they have won a game. What they're able to do on the other side, you know, Marcus Mariota, say what you want. I mean, 
you know, their ability to run the ball and that defense, their mm-hmm. defense, that's what people aren't talking about. The they Tennessee completely defense. shut down Barkley today. Yeah. Saquon Barkley was you, a man. zero at home today. Now I, I, I'm sure there's a lot of people who ate it with their fantasy teams today on Saquon Barkley. Mm-hmm. It, it happens. You know, I, I think uh, depending on how serious the injury is to um, um, what's his uh, their their linebacker um from Washington, Arakpo. Yes, Brian Arakpo. Um, uh, you know, hopefully, it's, it's, I know he left the game. But hopefully, it's not too serious. But that defense in Tennessee is playing extremely well, and they're managing the ball, right? Like. <laughs> I, I don't know how else to say it. If you can control the time of possession and get points at the end, then you've won. That's exactly what you need to do. And when when you look at the time of possession, then you understand exactly what I'm talking about. You know, it's it's they had the ball 35 minutes, right? They had the ball 11 more minutes than the New York Giants. Uh, Titans are a team, again, flying under the radar. They were a year ago. They you know won a game uh, at Kansas City in the playoffs. Don't take them off the board. All right, 49ers got a field goal, so they extend their lead to 2013 over the Seahawks. Big game for the Seahawks. Under three minutes to go in the uh, third quarter there, and the Steelers are trying to punch the ball in the end zone. They have a second and goal right now against New England. The Steelers already up 14-7 in this game. Don't throw an interception, Big Ben. And Big Ben right now is in an empty backfield. We'll take a look at this one. We're inside nine minutes to go in the third quarter. He's looking around, holding it. He's got all day. All day. They're trying to put it and throws it away. All right, so there you go. Um, We're going to check in. Alex Marvez is going to give us the latest on the entire playoff picture. Where do we stand right now in the NFL? Coming up next. Save more at Progressive.com or call 1-800-PROGRESSIVE. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Steve Hartman, E from Salam. Did you do this? I dabble. Hey, you need to make me a Christmas uh a little Christmas playlist. I got you next weekend. Can you do that? My man. The uh Steelers have a kicking problem. His name is Chris Boswell. After uh, having that uh, turf cave in last week under him in Oakland on what should have been the game-tying field goal, he just missed a gimme. Uh, So the Steelers looking like they were about to, uh, I don't know, put a little extension on that lead against the Patriots, get nothing. Nada. It is still 14-7 Steelers, seven and a half minutes to go, and New England with the ball. Joining us right now, once again, to break it down, make some sense. Of a league that's very hard to figure out. Serious XF. <laughs> NFL radio, the one and only Alex Marvez. Uh, that's 12 missed kicks this year for Boswell. That's the highest total uh, in the NFL. That that can be a problem. And he just got an extension. That's a big-time problem, a four-year deal. So even if you want to move on from him, you're going to be paying for it against your salary cap in years to come. And I know the Steelers saved $14 million without Le'Veon Bell playing him for this year. But still, you don't, you know, at some point you've got to start to make a business decision here. And maybe that's carrying two kickers on your roster. It's not ideal. But if Chris Boswell still has the yips, 
you don't want a season to go away. And they did bring in Sean Squeezem this week, their former kicker, to try to work with Chris, give him some advice. Whatever it was that he told him didn't pay dividends on that missed 32-yarder. Oh, God, you know how I feel about kickers, man. So <laughs> uh, let me get off of that and get on to something positive. How about Baker Mayfield? I got into an argument with my co-host of my Saturday show, uh, the one and only Brian No, and he <laughs> – railed on and on about how overrated Baker Mayfield is. He is pedestrian. He's not anything special. And I disagree. So I'm talking to you, Alex. You know (laughs) everything about everything. I think what Baker Mayfield has been able to do with a midseason coaching change and all of the negative lore that comes with playing in in Cleveland at Cleveland Browns, I think he's done a tremendous job and has that team, although be it almost impossible, at an outside shot at a playoff berth for the first time this late in the season for two decades. It's amazing what Baker Mayfield has helped do for this team. And listen, you don't have to take my word for it. I talked to Miles Garrett about him earlier this week, and Miles said, look, man, you know, I asked him, okay, look, you're, you guys are still in it for 2018, I, you know, but what has you optimistic that even brighter days are ahead in 2019? And he said, well, the offense, you know, we have Baker Mayfield, we have, we have competent people over there doing some good work. Now, of course, you know, Baker, listen, last night, this is what I like about the kid, when, he, when he's down and there's some problems early on in a game, he doesn't get down on himself. That was not a good first half. You know, he was 7 of 18 to open the game, yet in the second half, 11 of 13 for 82 yards. It wasn't dynamic, but he was efficient in doing things. And, and you know, he, he doesn't make a lot of careless errors. He trusts, listen, the interception he threw, he's going to stop trying to hit guys on the seam route. You know what I mean? And right. just, that, that play's not always going to be there, and he's got to understand that. But, man, by and large, you know, for a young player, he doesn't kill your team with mistakes. You can run the entire offense. And, again, he's just provided a spark and a confidence that this Browns team team has needed I mean I'm not sure if he's going to end up being the best of the four quarterbacks that were taken earlier I should say five in the first round we got to start throwing Lamar Jackson's name in here but not definitely part of the reason for this Browns resurgence is Baker Mayfield no question about it speaking of quarterbacks the Packers were officially eliminated with their loss to the Bears today Bears clinching the division Packers are done after Minnesota's win and Aaron Rodgers and the Packers 0 and 7 on the road what is next for the Green Bay Packers and the highest-paid player in the league, Aaron Rodgers? Well, I would hope, for Aaron's sake, it's an offensive coordinator who updates the offense to modern times and gets rid of the football. I mean, I mean, listen, you know what they're doing right now is basically, and this, and you look, Ephraim right now is he's laughing, but he'd be crying if he played for the Packers because every play he'd be trying to hold up and pass pro for about seven, eight seconds, right? And I mean, you, you look at Green Bay's offense, and they don't get the football out of Aaron Rodgers' hands quickly. You know, it, it's, they're expecting Aaron to make these great throws downfield, and, you know, it's, it's really difficult. They don't run a lot of rub routes to, to get guys open. That is a trend in the NFL. Don't get the football out of his hand quickly. You don't see a lot of innovation in what Green Bay is doing. And I understand it's at this point of the season with an interim head coach and Joe Philbin, a guy who hadn't called a play uh, back into his college days, even though he's the offensive coordinator, he's really just really Mike McCarthy's capo. I, I mean, you're not going to get that switch now. But I think that's what's next for the Green Bay Packers is finding someone who can modernize this offense offense get rid of the football more quickly from Aaron Rodgers because as you could tell Aaron's just dumping the football on a, just on, on more than we've ever seen from him 
before. And listen, it's not going to be hard to rehab the guy. He'll be back being an elite-level quarterback again, but he is not an elite-level quarterback right now. You are right. One team is trending down, which is the pack, uh, the the Packers. One team is trending up, which is the Chicago Bears. How good is this team, and should teams in the NFC be worried about them come playoff time? I think the first-round game is great for Chicago because it's that nasty weather, you know, and, I mean, you're talking Bears, football, things like that. You know, because really what we're looking at now, there's not much that's going to change their seating. I just don't see them catching the Rams or Saints. And, of course, look, if, if both teams lose this weekend, they're either Rams and the Saints, then, yeah, the Bears got something big to play for. But at this point, you could really start game planning for the postseason more than anything. And I'm talking about resting a guy like an Eddie Jackson, for example, who sprained his ankle after ending Aaron Rodgers' INT streak, I think, at 400 two passes without an interception you know you can start looking you know start focusing your game planning more you know looking ahead toward the playoffs and that that's great news for the bears you know being locked into that three i just don't know if i trust them are they going to be able to go to to los angeles i think it would be a different story there you know look the saints are going to put up points if they have to play in new orleans if they're able to get past the first round is, is that a you know that's not a favorable matchup necessarily for them either but look what they've been able to accomplish i think right now as much as i love my man a lynn and, and he's fantastic Unless they win the division, I think Matt Nagy's going to win Coach of the Year, and I think it's a well-deserved honor taking the Bears from worst to first in 2018 with even brighter days ahead with a, with a blossoming young quarterback in Mitchell Trubisky and Khalil Mack and that defense looking awfully good. All right, we were talking earlier, Alex, about a team that is flying under the radar, the Tennessee Titans. They are done on the road they have two home games to finish off their season against the Redskins and the Colts. That Colts game might be for that last wild card spot. But I guess they realize that, hey, if we could do it once with De- Derrick Henry, we're going to do it again. 33 carries today. <laughs> what do we make? I'm What Vrabel's doing right now with the Titans. I mean, this this is what Nick Saban did late in the year that Derrick Henry ended up with the Heisman Trophy. Just give the band the ball. Is, is this going to be the formula for the Titans? And if they do get into the playoffs, what kind of threat could they be? Well, here's the thing about the Titans. You know, you have Matt LaFleur. He's a first-year first offensive coordinator. He comes from the Kyle Shanahan system. They completely changed the blocking. I mean, the zone blocking stuff they were doing, totally different than what they had, the exotic smash mouth, so to speak, uh, you know, that was taking place under, under Mike Malarkey. So, you, like a guy like Jack Conklin, for example, I know he's on injured reserve now, but at right tackle, the, the kid was lost. He just totally different system for him. I think the Tennessee offense was lost. But then you notice the past couple weeks, they get back to some of the things they did awfully well uh, in the previous tight, under the previous Titans regime, which is running the football. Derrick Henry had 305 yards, I think it was, something like 350 yards before he played in, in week 14 against the Jags. He got almost half of that total in that one game, right? I mean, he was just, you know, really, he was just a, you know, they weren't using him properly. Now it's a one-two running punch. It's opening things up in the passing game. Kudos to them for that. The problem that the Titans have, tiebreaker scenarios are not good for this team. They lost to Baltimore earlier this year, so if there's a head-to-head, the Ravens would win out. They are going to need some help along the way. In other words, they are the biggest Los Angeles Chargers fans that you've ever seen. They are pulling up for the Chargers to win uh, on next Saturday's game. What do you make of that game? I I know we're still a week away, but the Ravens have to win that game. The Chargers have to win and hope, obviously, that Kansas City would lose at Seattle next week. And, of course, we're watching Seattle right now tied with the 49ers, 20 all in their game there in the fourth quarter. What do you make of the Ravens and Lamar Jackson playing the way they are, dominating with that running game, coming into L.A. and playing a Charger team that, you know, they're they're sort of locked into the five spot unless Kansas City were to lose – what, what do you make of that game? 
Well, here's what they're doing really well. They're just controlling the clock. I mean, if you look at the time of possession since Lamar Jackson has been in there, it's like 34, 35 minutes. I think they held the football for 37 minutes today against Tampa Bay. I mean, it's not like this defense needs a whole heck of a lot of support, right? I mean, if you just play solid football, don't turn it over, don't put your D in a bad spot, usually that Ravens defense is going to show up. So I think that's a positive. But, you know, I, I just think they're just they're a one-dimensional type of team. Look, they play the type of football where they can beat inferior opposition. I don't consider the Chargers inferior opposition. I think L.A., wins that game next week, and I think the Ravens take a setback. I'm just curious about what happens in 2019 in terms of how much, how many strides can Joe Fl- I'm sorry, Lamar Jackson make now that he's going to be the guy and Joe Flacco won't be there, but in the passing game, are they ultimately going to be able to operate a like, – I don't want to say – I don't want to demean what they're doing because I think it's incredible what they're getting out of Lamar Jackson, but it's not sustainable, in my opinion, for long-term success. You expose him to injury too much. I just think that the passing game, you've got to be able to make some dynamic plays. Lamar Jackson, not at that point in his career when he can do that, but if he can – reach those heights, the Ravens are going to be set and awfully good for years to come. Well, I tell you what, guys, it is setting up to be a very exciting last couple of weeks of the NFL yes, regular season. And Alex Marvez is there every step of the way. Alex, you're the best of the best. We'll talk to you next week. My man. Thanks, Alex. Thank you. And by the way, excitement here, fourth and one, Patriots at the 10. Are they, what yeah. are they going to do? Ah, stay tuned. <laughs> no. Was that the fourth down play? All right, that's no. Alex Marvez right there. All right. Uh, once again, let's uh, let's find out what's trending right now. We're in the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. Gascon, uh, looks like the Pats are going to go for a field goal right here. Yeah, see if uh, files there at uh, at field level. I'd be able to give you guys a live play by play call of that. But um, <laughs> I've not graduated to that level just yet, so uh, I'll be here in the. FSR it's just studios. a matter of time. Next season, just keep it? working on it. Yeah. Keep working on it. All right, we see, believe in you. All right, at least somebody does. Um, guys, right now it is New England trying to get back in this ball game. They're down fourteen. 14- seven to Pittsburgh. There's 34 seconds to play in the third frame. Meanwhile, got a great one in Santa Clara. 49ers and Seahawks. Russell from the shotgun. Carson, the single setback on fourth and one. Bit of a high snap. Carson takes the handoff. Is he going to make it? No, he's not. No, he keeps driving. I think he might have got there. He did. Holy catfish. Chris Carson kept driving his legs and he fights his way in. Touchdown, Seahawks! Man, he got stopped once and then twice. Had an offensive lineman kind of push him back in. Dwayne Brown, (laughs) my man. Now, it wasn't a bush push, but it it was good enough. And this ball game is now tied. PAT was up and good by Janikowski. So it's 20 to 20. With 11.25 to play in the fourth quarter, this ballgame is on Fox. So you can head there right now. Nick Mullins in the ballgame, 258 yards passing and one TD. Seattle, though, trying to get back into this ballgame. They have, and Chris Carson, 19 carries for 109 and the one score of his own. 8.20 Eastern tonight. Kickoff will be in Los Angeles. Perfect weather this evening. Rams and Eagles. L.A., 13-point favorite in this thing. Biggest reason for that, Carson Wentz is out because of a bad back for fractured vertebrae. Colts blanked the Cowboys 23-0. It's the first time since 2003 Dallas had been shut out. Minnesota got a big win, taking care of Miami 41-17. Dalvin Cook at a field day, 19 carries for 136 and two TDs. And as you guys mentioned too, Derrick Henry had a monster performance, 170 yards on the ground, two scores. Tennessee with a shutout in New York over the Giants, 17 to nothing. Almost Kittle right there. I need Kittle to put up some points for me. He has You're been disgusting. my gold mine tight end all season You're long. Disgusting. Those 210 yards receiving last week in the first half, zero in the second half. Here's a pass right. Has a good defensive play though. They can't see it, Steve. Right there, Kittle. They can't yeah. see it. Two toes. 
close. All right, uh, David, thanks. <laughs> You're good to go. We're going to check with you a little bit later on. Coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. Easy to save 15% or more on car insurance. With Geico, go to geico.com. Call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. Man, we got a couple of terrific games. So, New England gets the uh, ex, uh, field goal. So, it's 14-10. They're just about to wrap up the third quarter there in Pittsburgh. Did you think this was going to be a higher scoring game? I thought it would be. I did, too. I, I definitely thought it would be. But, you know, these two teams, they know I think the over this game was like 50-something. But you you never know, man. One quarter could, you know, the, yeah. the roof could pop off the top. I mean, top Brady is killing me right now. I mean, pedestrian numbers when I need him to put up a game. 160 <laughs> yards passing. Are you kidding me? Yeah, By the that's way, not going to get it are, done. Are we seeing... Yes, we are. We are seeing the yeah. demise of Tom Brady, are yeah, we not? Well, because yeah, I mean, his numbers are pedestrian this year, believe me. And, and I don't want to call it a demise, but I would say we, we're we seeing a downturn, and that has a lot to do with personnel. They struggled early on finding weapons. Gronk has been in and out. He's been hurt. Yep. Of course, Josh Gordon has come over and given him a great uh, outside threat, a big receiver who can go up and win those 50-50 balls. They've been sporadic with running the ball. But the thing that's hurting them the most, and we saw the beginning of that last year in the Super Bowl, is that defense. The defense is having trouble putting pressure on opposing quarterbacks, stopping the run as well. So they don't have that type of the caliber of defense that they're used to to complement Tom Brady in that offense. I saw the, this was a weird poll. The Associated Press had 10 NFL guys, right? And they did – a coach of the year vote, even though we haven't actually finished the season yet. <laughs> All right. So I thought this was interesting how they did this vote. So Matt Nagy is number one. Mm-hmm. I think most people would say, okay, I could see that. I mean, there are really. I, yeah, I, yeah, of course. I, I mean, mean, Nagy is there in the conversation. What about Anthony Lynn? Anthony Lynn has to be there. I mean, I mean, no one saw this coming out of the Chargers. The no thing, one. The thing about Anthony Lynn, and we could talk about, you know, going for it. Forget that. The one thing that Anthony Lynn, because if you look at his background, what was there? He's been a running back coach. Yeah. Basically, he's been a running back coach his entire coaching career. Great little, guy, too. He's one of my coaches. But from day one, because the Chargers didn't have any proven running game. Melvin Gordon was there, but he was averaging less than four yards a carry, is that we're going to have a running game. And when you see the against the Chiefs that you got your third string and some fourth string guy I never even heard of, Newsom, and they're running the ball well twofold. One, you have an effective running game. Mm-hmm. But to me, the most important part is you have sold Phillip Rivers on the idea that we can run the ball, we will run the ball, we're going to throw the ball less, and it's going to work for us, and we're going to win games. I don't think Phillip was 100% convinced of that. Now he is. And that's why the Chargers have won 10 of their last 11 games. That and they've stayed healthy offensively in terms of the receivers. But Keenan right? Allen Keenan, even went out of this he, game. He did. But up until this point, up until uh, Thursday, they had their weapons on the outside. I know they lost Henry in training camp. Yes, they did. Uh, they brought the old fa- old man faithful well, back Williams, in. Mike Williams, who was a bust last year as right. a rookie, is he a stepped beast. Up. He's, he stepped up. Woof, he's and, good. And, and that just goes to show you, like, hey, uh, what a difference a year can make with someone who has talent. Now, if you don't have talent, you don't have anything to go back and look for. Right. But if you have talent and you struggle in your first year or first couple years, the talent is still there. It's just – how do you get out? How do you get it out? Right, and having Keenan Allen hurt 
I think that hurt Mike Williams, right? Uh, you, you need that veteran presence, you know, that big brother type of presence on and off the field. You can have it off, but you need it also on the field. Someone to teach you how to practice. Someone to teach you how to be professional. Someone to teach you how to do the little things. But to watch Mike Williams step up yeah. when Keenan went down in that game, uh, he was just big a time. beast. I mean, that was the guy we saw at Clemson. That yeah. was the guy that we saw – Big game, big time receiver. All right, uh, the 49ers got a field goal, so they've retaken the lead 23-20 to against Seattle. We're inside 10 minutes to go in the game. Seattle with the ball right now. I'm trying to make some sense of the NFC standings right now. So Seattle obviously can't win the division because the Rams already won that. So they're sitting as the number one wild card. And with the Vikings winning today, if Seattle loses – Seattle will only have a half-game lead over the Vikings. So, you know, today was like day where the Seahawks could give themselves some breathing room. They need it. Because, you know, and, and we, you know, another game, there's so much to talk about. All right, another game that we, a team that we haven't talked all about because they're playing tomorrow night is the Carolina Panthers. They are home against New Orleans. Now, the Saints' offense is sputtering right yes, now. Yes, they are. The last couple of games, they don't look like they did early in the year, which brings up the question, did the Saints peak too early? The Panthers were sitting at 6-2, and two, Ephraim, and they've lost five in a row. They are a six-point dog at home on a Monday night game against the Saints. Are the Panthers done? I mean, McCaffrey's The Panthers are a, done. The Panthers done? are done? Yes. The Panthers are done. Yeah, I, I don't think they have – the grit it takes to dig yourself out of that type of hole. Well, you have a Super Bowl quarterback, a former league MVP, do you not, in Cam Newton? That's correct, but I still don't think they have the grit as a team to dig yourself out of that type of hole. When you start off hot and you're moving and you're doing things you're supposed to do, you're at 6-2, and two, and then you lose five in a row, that's a hole that most teams at this time of year – can't climb out of, and I don't know. Is that on if, Cam? Is that on Rivera? I well, mean, who, leadership starts with Cam Newton. Right. All right? No matter what. If you've been a league MVP and you've gone to the Super Bowl and you're supposed to be this thing, right, this guy, this leader, then you you, you look at yourself. It starts with you. And he's had poor games where he's made poor decisions with the ball. He's turned the ball over. He hasn't been able to generate points. I just think it's it's trending backwards. All right, Seattle has the ball right now, and that was an awkward hit. It looks like he's uh, Carson got hit. He's had a heck of a game over 100 yards on the ground today. Up gingerly. Yeah, how about Rashad Penny, anybody? Rashad Penny, the rookie out of San Diego State. Can you put your first-round draft pick in, please? 5.1 yards a carry this year? Sheesh. I mean, you thought so little of Carson and Davis that you used a first-round pick on a running back who is averaging more yards per carry than those two guys are. Amen. You know, I and he can't see the light of day. Big time third down here, third and six for uh, Pittsburgh. By the way, do you know who was second on their list for coach of the year? Hmm. Pete Carroll. Really? Hmm. Do you think Pete Carroll's done a great job in uh, resurrecting the Seahawks? Pass down the field, wide open. Great catch by Doug Baldwin, Baldwin, man. He got lit up, no problem. All right, so interception, big, play. big Ben oh. intercepted. That's two Big interceptions. Ben, two man. interceptions in this that? game for Big Ben. New England is trying to somehow stay in this game. That is, oh, well, it's a tip. He was trying to force a pass into Antonio Bryant. I don't and know how that was even supposed Antonio to get Antonio Brown in there. was 
He like, had the ball. No way. You had two receivers stacked on top of each other. Neither one of them looking for the ball. Yeah, why were two receivers, why were Smith-Schuster and Antonio Brown in the same spot? <laughs> okay, something happened there. There was there were literally five bodies, two Steeler receivers and three New England defenders at the same spot simultaneously. You've turned the ball over. You know, good credit to the Steeler defense. They've turned the ball over to Steelers twice, and they're still up by four points in this game against New England. All right, we're in the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. With everything else that's going on, we know. Fantasy, football, playoffs. Our fantasy ticker is coming up next. Steve Hartman, Ephraim Salam. We got great news. Quick way to save money. Switch to Geico. Go to Geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you could save 15% or more on your car insurance. All right, keeping our eyes on these two games going on right now. We're tied at 23. Sebastian Janikowski, the game-tying field goal for Seattle. Five minutes to go. 49ers of the ball tied at 23. Meanwhile, inside nine minutes to go. New England with the ball down 14-10, and they're at the Steeler 15-yard line. First and goal actually was a penalty. It backed them up. So they they have second and goal at the 17-yard line right now, and they're down four. So, wow. Brady, you're killing me in this game. Can you make a play? All right, I'm getting a little partial right now. He's my fantasy Calm quarterback. Calm down before you have a heart attack in here. Man. Right, I'm not well, doing CPR on well, you. Well, speaking of you know fantasy, that. it's that time. Yeah, right there. Time for the Fox Sports Fantasy Ticker. Coming on in, we're going to start with the quarterbacks. Matt Ryan finally found his winning ways. Third down and goal at the five. Ryan backs up, now steps up, shoots it in zone, and it's caught on the back line by Justin Hardy for the Atlanta touchdown. That was uh, 92.9 the game, Falcons Radio Network. Matt Ryan, 22 uh, t- uh, 22 passes, uh, 231 yards, two touchdowns. Next, one of these rookies, man, one of these fantastic rookies, Josh Allen. Allen takes a look, standing in the pocket, Hot, fires it downfield, looking for uh, Foster, makes a catch at the five, heading into the end zone, and he is in. Touchdown! Touchdown! 42 yards, Robert Foster. That was WGR and the Bills Radio Network. Say what you want about this young man. Only 13 completions, but he had 206 yards and a touchdown through the air and a touchdown with his legs. Moving on, current game right now, Russell Wilson has the ball. Russell empties the backfield, takes a shotgun snap. He's looking for Baldwin. He sees Baldwin. He's got Baldwin in the end zone. Touchdown, Seahawks. Doug Baldwin just makes a little move inside, cuts back to the back corner from six yards out. Seahawks on the board first, 6 nothing. That was courtesy of Seahawks Radio Network. Uh, Look, if 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 Russell Wilson has anything to do with it, they're going to win this game. They're tied up right now. Four minutes, 21 seconds left. He's currently 19-24, 207 yards and two touchdowns. All right, let's turn to the running backs right now, and nobody is hotter than this guy. Gives it to Henry to the right. Nice cut. He goes in standing up. Touchdown, Titan. Derrick Henry with two on the day. By the way, PPR, 30-plus points consecutive weeks. Weeks 14 and 15 hasn't happened in this league in four years. Derrick Henry, 33 carries, 170 yards rushing, and a couple of scores. Here's another guy that's had a 
late season resurgence. First and 15 from the Dolphins, 21. Cousins from under center, hands it to oh. Dalton. He spins away from a Dolphin at the 15. And it loose! Inside the five, touchdown! Two rushing touchdowns today from the Miami native Dalvin Cook. 40-17 Minnesota. Courtesy KFAM Minneapolis and the Vikings radio network, Dalvin Cook missing in action most of the season is rolling right now. 19 carries, 136 yards, two scores, also caught a pass for 27 yards. Here's another guy rolling right now. Russell from the shotgun, Carson the single setback on fourth and one, bit of a high snap. Carson takes a handoff, is he gonna make it? No, he's not. No, he keeps driving, I think he might have got there, he did! Holy catfish! Chris Carson kept driving his legs and he fights his way in. Touchdown, Seahawks! Courtesy of the Seahawks Radio Network, Chris Carson. Holy catfish. (laughs) He is still rolling right now in a game that's tied at 23 with under three minutes to go right now already. 115 yards rushing in the game. He's also scored a touchdown and caught five passes for 23 more. Holy Let's go. Catfish. <laughs> Let's go to the wideout. This man used to struggle scoring touchdowns, but There's not anymore. Pressure coming. Going to take the next shot. That's Jones, and it's caught against Patrick Peterson for the Atlanta touchdown. That's Julio Jones. That's 92.9 the game. Falcons Radio Network. Julio Jones, six grabs, 82 yards, and a touchdown. He is finding the end zone more and more in these last few weeks. Moving on, Antonio Brown. Three wides to the left, empty set for Ben again. Gets the snap, four-man rush. He waits, he fires it for the end zone. Marker down, touchdown Antonio Brown. Currently in a tight game right now with the Patriots. Antonio Brown has four grabs, 49 yards, and one touchdown. That was courtesy of WDVE 102.5 FM and WBGG 970 AM Steelers Radio. One more from this game. My tight end. Ben goes empty again on third and goal. He gets the snap. He throws it. And it's caught in the end zone. Vance McDonald got away from the defender, Patrick Chung, who seemed to be frozen in the end zone. He just stopped and Vance kept going. Once again, that was WV, the WDVE 102.5 FM and WBGG 970 AM still is radio network. They're in a tight game right now. Pittsburgh's up 14-10. And Tom with Brady the ball. just threw an interception. Tom Brady just threw, threw an a interception pick. with his team in position to take the lead. Brady is killing me today. You're <laughs> killing me, Tom Brady. Not even Giselle Bunchen is going to save you from the wrath <laughs> that you're going to feel for me the, if this continues on. The funny thing is. Both of our quarterbacks in fantasy football are going against each other. <laughs> and they're throwing interceptions all over the place. All right, we're in the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. Big finish to a big Sunday coming up next. All right, we got a red-hot <laughs> Sunday evening, Sunday afternoon, depending on where you're listening right now. We're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on your car insurance. Visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. All right, first things first. 49ers, Seahawks tied at 23, 149 to go. The 49ers are now punting from deep in their own territory. We're going to get a return on the punt, and the Seahawks are all the way to their own 40-yard line. That's where they're going to start tied. Minute 38 to go. Might be moved back with an illegal block. Meanwhile, the Steelers are in the driver's seat. 
third and nine. Ben Roethlisberger had all day to pass, and the Patriots secondary broke down. First down Steelers. They're on their own 46-yard line, 2.58 to go. They are one first down away from putting away the Patriots. And if the Steel and there's another first down right now, New England's done. They're done. There's a flag. Flag on the play. Uh-oh. Could be coming back. All right. So if the Patriots lose this game, Ephraim, that drops them to the three seed. You don't see New England sitting at a three seed very often. They're usually in that one, two, comfortable bye week. But the Texans would move into the two seed. Kansas City, of course, is the current one seed. And uh, New England's in trouble, man. This is this is just not a good Patriot team right now. Yeah, and that flag was on New England holding. Wow. So that's an automatic first down there. So, again, this game appears to be over. All right, we got the Seahawks right now. They got the ball on their own 26-yard line, so it was moved back a penalty on the punt return. That was critical. Russell Wilson trying to swing one out. So, again, the – Janikowski, who missed an extra point in this game, but he just delivered a game-time field goal. We know he has amazing range on his kicks still after a 1,000 years as a kicker in this league. So you want to get the ball to, you know, give him a shot again. It's a tie game. Give him a shot at 55 yards still Yeah, on grass. I mean, he could still do that. No. No. You got to get closer than that. All right. Uh, first down for the Seahawks. Hard running. Hard right running. Hard running. By Davis. That's Mike Davis right there. And in basketball news, the Lakers are not faring so well in Washington. Well, back-to-backs. They blew out. Blew out. That wasn't even. Charlotte last night, uh, but their defense is non-existent tonight. They've given up 64 points already. In the first uh, half to Washington. <laughs> yeah, the Wizards. 49-64, Wizards on top. All right, so we'll keep a sort of eye on that one as well. All right, but, I mean, New England right now – if they, I mean, let's put it this way. Let's say New England ends up as a three seed and they're hosting a wild card game against, wow, it could be the Ravens. It could be the Colts. Oh, they don't want to see. It could be see. the Titans. They don't want to see in. They don't want to see the Titans or the Ravens because they're going to force the ball down their throat. Derrick Henry against that New England defense? You don't want those problems. No, no. you do not. Nope. So this is a New England team that you you might be you know you we, we keep saying when is it going to happen right I always remember with quarterbacks like Peyton Manning and Brett Favre they just seem to go forever right they just there's never and then when they went off the cliff now Brady's not quite there yet the Seahawks are running all over the but there's a flag again another flag so the Seahawks are into the 49ers territory this one might be coming back. And when they isolate on an offensive lineman, that's usually a bad sign. Come on. It's the only shine we get. By the way, I was really sad to hear about Bill Fralick passing away. Yeah. Great offensive lineman. You know, he was one of the big spokespeople against the use of performance-enhancing drugs. When he was he, – he admitted when he was at the University of Pittsburgh, he had dabbled into mm-hmm. them. But he said, you know, once he got into the NFL, he said, forget that stuff. I'm going to play clean. He was a great player. Yeah. Uh, he had a shortened career with some injuries, uh, passed away to cancer at the age of 56. But he was one of the guys who really, I think it was like 1989 or something, where he got in front of Congress and, you know, talked about the proliferation of uh, performance-enhancing drugs in the NFL. All right, so the Seahawks right now, 44 seconds and counting. And they are trying to get themselves into some kind of field goal position. What are they doing right here, Ephraim? What's happening? Wasting time. 
Are they are they just playing to They're run out the clock? They're going to play for overtime. Overtime, which All is right, never so, promising. Well, they're going to pass the ball here, and that was almost intercepted. Wow. All right, so that sets up a third and 15, 25 seconds to go. And, again, it's a tie game. Meanwhile, Pittsburgh is pretty much running out the clock right now. Right, they have a third down play, so the New England's not done yet. Uh, what do you do if you're uh, the Seahawks on third and 15 here? You're going to risk a play? Obviously, an interception could end up costing you the game. What are you going to do? You got to go for it. You got to – you really have to get the yardage. All right. So, third and 15, 25 seconds to go, and they are going to throw the ball. And it's a big play down the field, and it was, again, almost intercepted. What That was – well, they're, they've – that didn't make any sense to me. They didn't want to get themselves in field goal range right. or do anything like that. Um to take two shots like that with 50 seconds left in the game and you have a timeout, I, I, I just don't Well, under, I think I what their their intention was, as long as Ephraim and Hartman are on, let's let's extend their show. I like it. I'm and not, have I'm, overtime I'm, so they can talk about it. I'm okay with that. <laughs> okay. All right. Meanwhile, 2.41 to go. It is third and six for the Steelers. This is the last gasp. For New England, they need a stop right now. The ball is at the New England 30-yard line, and, of course, the always reliable Chris Boswell is warming up on the sidelines for a field goal attempt. They bring everybody. Oh, broken up. Good defensive play. All right, now what do you do if you're Pittsburgh? Are you going to bring Boswell out in the field for a 47-yard field goal attempt to extend the lead? That's all you can do. That's uh, it. He's, you saw him back there warming up. If he you misses, make that catch. yeah. But here's my you point. Gotta make that catch. He had it. You gotta yeah. pull that in. Pretty good defensive play, though. That he stripped the great, ball out of his hand. Great defensive yeah, play. Yeah, he got his hand and got that ripped. Well, out. that's what we call a 50-50 ball. All right. So Boswell, who has missed more kicks this year than any other kicker in the entire league, seven field goals and five extra points from 48, and it's right down the middle. Uh, I mean, huge play. Perfect kick. Down the middle. All Huge right. play. Way to bounce back, son. But here's the deal. It's 17-10 Pittsburgh, and Tom Brady's got two, two and a half minutes. You already know what this is going to be. Ah! You already know what this is going to be. All right. We are let in me, overtime in the Seahawks 49er game. Let me throw this out there. All there right. will be two pass interference calls <laughs> guaranteed to help move New England down the field. It will be two pass interference Are you predicting calls. we're going to have two overtime games here? Uh, unless, we already got unless one. they go for two. We already have one right what, now. What do the numbers say? What do analytics say? When you're on the road, go for two, go for the win. When you're at home, go for the tie, go for overtime. By the way, it is raining in San Francisco. Yeah. It is raining in San Francisco right now. So we are heading to overtime, tied at 23. They're going to do the coin flip. That must mean we're going to get some rain later on today. I mean, yeah, or tomorrow. It's heading south. Definitely heading south. All right. So Pittsburgh's going to kick off right now. Two and a half minutes to go. Number 12, Tom Brady's on the sideline. He has had a, a very forgettable game so far. Again, they were down 14-10. They had a first and goal. He ends up throwing an interception. So here comes the kickoff for Pittsburgh. Boswell redeems himself with that big uh, field goal. Kicks it out of the end zone. So uh, they'll get the ball at the 25-yard line. Tom Brady, he's still in it. Magic. All right, so Seattle is going to get the ball first. Is that what I'm – it is pouring rain it's, right now. Yeah, it's raining. 
It, it is raining. It's raining, raining. Raining, raining right now uh, in San Francisco. He goes some more points from Tom Brady for you right now. I This is where you were last week. Right. Now, I was sitting there. Right. I am I am sitting next to Ephraim, who is absolutely dying, and then he got a reprieve when they did the hook and lateral play to Juju Smith-Schuster to set up what appeared to be a gimme field goal to force overtime. I said, no problem. You'll, Big Ben is going to roll him up in that over. And then his foot went out in that uh, cow pasture in Oakland. Here we go. Uh, Look, I knew he was going you. deep on first down. Not even close. Not even close. All right. This, you know, he's a shadow <laughs> of his former self right now. All right. We're in the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. we got two exciting finishes we're going to get to. Already one game in overtime, plus the Steelers and the Patriots coming up next. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more in your car insurance. Means you probably should have gone to Geico.com 15 minutes ago. All right, New England, Pittsburgh right now. Pats are trying to tie up this game. There are 33 seconds to play. They've just thrown an incomplete pass. There was a late flag holding on the Patriots. That is brutal. Back them up, back them up. All right, so that's going to make it second down again. So there are 33 seconds left. New England needs a touchdown. They're down 17 to 10. Is that a hold? No, that was a bad call. That's a push. All right, second and 15 right now. 14 penalties in this game for the Patriots. But they're not dead yet. Meanwhile, we're in overtime, 49ers and Seahawks, and the 49ers now have the ball. At midfield. And uh, we'll keep an eye on that. So six and a half minutes to go in the overtime there. We got Brady back to pass all day. Looks to the end zone, out of the end zone. Third and 15, 26 seconds to go. Meanwhile, the 49ers, Mullins, had a heck of a game for this team. And they're trying to get into field goal position again. They win with any score after Seattle just could not get uh, going. They had a couple of bad penalties after a couple of big plays. So the uh, 49ers are at midfield right now, first and 10 in overtime. Oh, Lord. Running play just netted minus six. Wow. Four Four just blew up the 49ers (laughs) offensive line. Here we go with Brady. Third down, looking for the end zone, and it is overthrown again. He had one receiver, Gronk, and four Steeler defenders. So we now have fourth and 15, 20 seconds to go. So they can get a first down without getting a touchdown. What? No hold? No. Uh, they called hold every single play, I thought, I in know. the NFL. All right, second down for the 49ers after the big sack. He gets hit. Oof, that could have been intercepted. And they're going to call oh, a penalty on wow. the Seahawks. Pass interference on that call. All right, here we go. 20 seconds left, fourth and 15 for New England. All right, so there's the penalty against the Seahawk defense. Automatic first down uh, for the 49ers. All right, so there's a timeout in the field right now, the Pittsburgh-New England game. 20 seconds to go, fourth and 15. Again, they can get a first down uh, without actually getting a score, but they need a touchdown ultimately. I can't see. Does New England have any timeouts? Left? No, they don't. All right, they so use that, them all on uh, defense. All right, so that is it. This is all they've got. So, actually, Pittsburgh is trying to set up their defense on fourth and 15. 49ers, a big run up the middle, all the way down to the 25-yard line. Wilson, a big run, 25-yard line right there. 
So now the 49ers are definitely in position. Jeff Wilson Jr. Wow. <laughs> Who was that? Wilson. Jeff Wilson Jr., a rookie out of North Texas. How many, how many of these obscure running backs? Every oh, week it's we has got to be holding again right there, right? It's got to be holding. Fourth down, incomplete pass. Pittsburgh has beaten New and, England. And that is that. 14 seconds left. All that's left, victory formation. So that is it. The New England Patriots lose at Pittsburgh, meaning Pittsburgh is still in the lead. In the AFC North, still a half game ahead of Baltimore Ravens and New England. They got good news today with Miami losing, but the problem for the Patriots now, they are the three seed, no longer the two seed in the AFC, meaning it the season ended today, no first round bye for the New England Patriots. And we were talking about possible matchups if they stick. Now for the Patriots, their last two games are at home in their division against the Bills and the Jets. So you figure they should be able to win those games, although I'm not so sure anymore. I'm not so sure with this New England team. All right, the final seconds are ticking off. Pittsburgh wins it 17-10. And again, uh, New England was favored in this game. So uh, not only do does Pittsburgh cover, they win it straight up. All right, I'm trying to look here at the Texans' remaining schedule here as they now will try to hang on to the two seed. They are at Philadelphia, mm-hmm. and then home against the Jaguars. I would say Texans should win both those They games. should win both of those. Yeah. And if they do, they will have a first-round bye uh, in the playoffs. So bad loss for New England. All right, let's get back to the overtime game. We're tied at 23. Seahawks, man, if they lose this game, they're yeah. in a precarious situation. Well, it's looking like they are going to lose the game. All right, it is uh, 3-11 to go, and are they going to go for a field goal on third down or wait to fourth down? Uh, you go – I mean, if they can get the first down, they're running the ball. Seahawks can't stop them. So. All right, so it is third and three at the Seattle 18-yard line. Isn't the rule, especially with a, a wet game, you know, if you drop the snap, you recover, at least you have a fourth down for another field goal Yeah, but attempt. if you can get the first down and continue to move the ball, then you do it. Would you put your, the game in the hands of a kicker? Well, which they're doing. Which they're doing. I I think that I, this is this, a good kicker though. This is my friend, uh, Robbie Gold. Yeah, Robbie Gold. As good as gold. Well, baby. again, it, it's wet out there, and it, let's say you drop the snap. Okay, you fall on the ball. It's fourth down. You still have another chance. True. So here we go. It's going to be a thirty-six yard field goal attempt. 49ers trying to win back to back games, which they haven't uh, had a whole lot of luck this year. And uh, they have Robbie Gold. He has had 14 game-winning field goals. Good as gold, baby. And, and the kick the, is up. And it is good. Good. That is it. Game blouses. Wow. Wow. So the Seahawks lose. All right. Now let, let, me, let me update you on this. How do you do that? All right. So the Seahawks lose to the 49ers. That is brutal. Seahawks pretty much had, could have wrapped up their position in the playoffs with a victory today. Now, not so much. And remember, Seattle next week. What I got to ask you about this game. Kansas City at Seattle next week. Kansas City has to win yes. if they want to try to hang on to the one seed in the AFC. Big difference between a one seed and a five seed. 
That's what Kansas City's staring at. And then you have Seattle just trying to hang on to a playoff spot next week. Watching this Seattle team today, Mm -hmm. uh, I think I'm leaning in in, in, in Kansas City's favor. So you like the Chiefs on the road. Yeah, I do. Now, you, one thing you have to say about the Chiefs right now, their secondary is bad. Their defense is not good. Not good. I mean, look at look at how many points over the last four weeks the Chiefs have given up. They gave up 54 points to the Rams. They gave up 33 points to the Raiders. Yeah, but if they you, gave up 24 points to the Ravens and 29 points to the Chargers. Think about this: if if you are Seattle and you can't stop uh, Nick Mullins and the 49ers, why? How are you going to stop Patrick Mahomes well, and well, the Chiefs? Okay, how's that going to work? How's that going to work? Okay, but I mean that's the Chiefs' game right now. We're just going to try to outscore it because we don't have any defense. Okay, all right. It's not like Seattle's putting up a bunch of points. They're not the type of team that is going to throw up forty on you. All right, now right? here's so, the thing about here's the thing about Kansas City. They're an outdoor team. Yeah. Seattle's an outdoor team. Yeah. Weather next week in Seattle probably not going to be all that great. It's probably not going to be good in Kansas City either. But still, they'll be practicing in it all week. Still, Kansas City is like every other team right now. Got to be able to run the ball. You can't just rely on Mahomes. That's true. Got to be able to run the ball, and their running game stalled against the Chargers. Now again. They were without Spencer where I don't know what where situation is right now. I know what Kareem Hunt's situation is. Unemployed. He's trying his best to rehab himself. Yeah, you know man, that. Yeah. You know. He'll end up with somebody next of year. Course. You know that. Of course he yeah. will. But there is a lesson to be learned, and he doesn't need to focus on basketball right now. He needs to fo- I mean football, excuse right. me. He needs to focus on himself being a better human. Nothing wrong with that. No, no, I agree with you there. But he's twenty three years old. He's got a lot of. Uh, well, we all make mistakes. All right. Like I said, I'm but already, you have to make yourself a better human. I'm already looking at next week's games. Of course <laughs> I, you are. I cannot wait. Of course. All right, all right. Week sixteen. Here are some of the incredible games already. So next weekend we have, um, oh my, Saturday games. You realize that Charger Ravens game is Saturday night next Whoa. week. Oh. That's Saturday night, and the other Saturday game is Tennessee at home. It's a throwaway. But Tennessee has to win. Tennessee definitely has to win. They're home against the Redskins and should win that game. Other big games next week. Minnesota at Detroit. The Vikings still control their own destiny right now to get into the playoffs. Does Detroit have anything left? Can they surprise them in Detroit? Let's see, another big game. Well, New England's home against Buffalo. Pittsburgh at uh, New Orleans. Mm-hmm. That's huge. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And then none bigger than that Sunday night game, man. Kansas City at Seattle is the Sunday night game. Wow. We're going to be the sitting here talking about that game. We're going to be sitting here a week from now looking at all those games. Yeah, we are. It's going to be good. Yeah. This Coming is down time. to it, man. I mean, just just from my, and we were talking earlier about this, Ephraim. All your years in the league, you get to this point of the season. You know, I I having had the privilege of working for an NFL team and seeing the survival of a regular season, and that's what it was—a survival. Back in those days, there's not even a bye week. Survival. You just got to survive the season, right? Yeah. The body is is not mending. It is whatever's there is. It's gonna be there. It's there. You got you know, to be able to play with it. The body is. 
not going to heal. You just got to survive it. And then you have all these games where the adrenaline's pumping, man. How about Josh Johnson? Josh Johnson is a great story. The pride of USD, the Toreros in San Diego, his senior year at USD, he threw 43 touchdown passes with one interception. How's that for a stat for you? Amazing. He went to Tampa. This is the first game he has started, I believe, in six years. That is the longest span between starts since Doug Flutie. You remember when he came yeah. on the NFL, went to Canada, and came back? Got himself a win. Got well, him, himself you, you, and his I mean, team a win today. You heard Alex Smith, of course, released from the hospital. It does not look good. I mean, he had yeah. an infection. Whether Alex Smith ever plays again in the NFL is a big question mark. So the Redskins are trying to figure out what their next move at quarterback. All right, we're in the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. Games are over. We got another big game we're going to get to tonight. What's going to happen between the Rams and the Eagles? We're going to get to that. But let's check in once again with Mr. David Gascon, oh, who uh, unbelievable football games. Or, unbelievable. Orgasmic. Yes. Well, the best part is yes. there's plenty of action for the next couple of weeks, as you guys mentioned, oh. because the dog fights in the division, mm. first round buys. Well, the wild cards are all over the place. I mean, you got like four or five teams still buying for uh, wild cards. If I may ask before I get into this, could you give me what you ideally would want as your one through six in the AFC? Because the situation, if you get... Well, I tell you what. To me, I want to see Kansas City, considering Kansas City has lost six straight home playoff games, including the last two years. I mean, think about this. If the Chargers are the five, and let's say they go to Pittsburgh and they beat the Steelers. Yeah. Or either way, winner of the Steeler-Charger game... Going into Kansas City in the division round, knowing the Chiefs have lost six straight home playoff games and are one and four under Andy Reid in the postseason. Did that start back in '93 when they lost to the Colts? Or all 95? the way back? Yeah, all the way back. Jim Remember Marble? they were they were number one seeds back in the Marty Schottenheimer days that, and would lose. That's right. That's right. Yeah, that'd be great. Chargers get a home playoff game. <laughs> well, no, I understand this home field disadvantage. <laughs> if, if the Chiefs lose at Seattle next week and the right. Chargers win out, the Chargers are the one seed in the AFC, meaning that the road to the Super Bowl goes through a soccer stadium. That is unreal. Shades yeah. of Ladanian Tomlinson and Antonio Gates. Man. A All right. soccer All right. stadium. <laughs> Guys, this is how it ended in San Francisco just moments ago. The ball will go down at the 26-yard line on the right hash. A 36-yard attempt by Robbie Gold to win it. Hole but a snap it. Ball down by Pinion. Kick on the way by Robbie Gold. It is good. And the 49ers beat the Seahawks. Yes, it's about time. <laughs> Messing up their draft rankings right now, but it's the 49ers radio network as they win it. Meanwhile, in Pittsburgh, some bad decisions by one Tom Brady. Second and goal from the 16th. Snap to Brady. Stands in, stands in. Pressured. Throws a high lob to the near side. It's up for grabs, and it's going to be intercepted by Hayden if he came down in bounds. He leaps over two Patriots, and he lands inside the four. And a turnover for the Steelers to celebrate, posing for a picture in the end zone. And meanwhile, Julian Edelman rises, limping away from the play for the Patriots. Brady was pressured. He tossed it high in Edelman's the air. Edelman's down. Worst throw, uh, worst throw in 10 years by Tom Brady. 
Patriots Radio Network. That was shades of Russell Wilson just last week, right? Oh. Against Minnesota before the half expired. He's done. He's finished. No, oh, he's not. Come Tom on, Brady. man. Done. Finished. Oh, well, yeah. the offense didn't do much today. They were limited, and they lost that ball game 17-10. to Guys, earlier today, Minnesota got a big win. They beat Miami 41-17. to Dallas got shut out for the first time since 2003. They get beat by Indianapolis. And, oh, by the way, I forgot to mention this. They had talked about this in the broadcast. New England's lost today. It's the first time they've lost back-to-back December games since 2002. Wow. Long, long time ago. I think, uh, Steve, you were in your 40s? Uh, <laughs> you see, two thousand. yeah, I was. I was you definitely see? in my yeah, 40s. Yeah, there you yeah. go. There I you go. I remember it well. That was the year after they won their first Super Bowl with Tom Brady. Unbelievable. Yeah. Um, Packers limited from postseason play. Bears won the division. 24-17 was the final. And Tennessee ran wild with Derrick Henry. 33 carries for 172 scores. Tennessee shuts out New York. Giants go down 17 to nothing. Of course, we are about... 30, 45 minutes away from kickoff in L.A. Rams and Eagles. No Carson Wentz. Rams, 13.5-point favorites in this thing and probably climbing. Oh, Guys, very busy Sunday. Back to you. All right, David, thank you so much for coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. Easy to save 50% or more on your car insurance at Geico. Go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. By the way, the Lakers are mailing a game in right now. Oh, come on, man. we got time. 8661. All right, 8663. There you go. All right. So, uh back to are always tough in the NBA and uh Lakers uh, have no no legs and well, so John their defense Wall has not... 33 points in the middle of the third quarter. Yeah, so. 5 minutes to go in the third and already the Wizards have 86 points. So, keep an eye on that. All right, uh let's talk about tonight's game Ephraim. We have the Rams as almost a two touchdown favorite against a team that won the Super Bowl last year. That would be the Philadelphia Eagles. So we talked a little bit about the Wentz situation. He Obviously, he will not be playing tonight. What else is going on with the Eagles this year? How, how did a team that looks so good, and by the way, I picked the Eagles to win that Super Bowl, so they, they instantly became one of my favorite teams because it made me look good. But that Eagle team just had a lot of things going for them a year ago. We know there's a Super Bowl hangover. Is it just that? Was what happened to the Eagles last year a mirage? Do you see them bouncing back next year and and getting right back into the playoff mix? Or was that just some miracle season where the football gods said, you know what, Philadelphia, you suffered long enough. Here you go. It's Meek Mills, man. It it was the universe trying to make uh, the incarceration of Meek Mills right. (laughs) Uh, The way I look at it is when you win a Super Bowl, especially when you weren't expected to win a Super Bowl. Right. And – you just came into the season with aspirations of being good, making it to the playoffs, so on and so forth, and you have a tendency to have a hangover the year after. It happens. It doesn't happen to teams like New England because the precedent of going to the playoffs, that doesn't even – Right. 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 Winning a division, that's not even – Well, they also had the Brady factor. Right? That's not even on the board. Right. Right? Right. They're Super Bowl or bust every year. So teams like that and who are built like that and mm-hmm. have coaching staffs and ownerships who understand that, they don't go through the the hangover. But upstarts come in, you had this, you know, it was the perfect storm for him. You had this fantastic rookie come in. He was amazing. He gets hurt. Then you have this yeoman uh, NFL traveler and Nick Foles who was about to be selling uh, uh, blinds and patio furniture <laughs> 
comes in and and has a phenomenal playoff, phenomenal, and then wins the Super Bowl. Yeah, there's a lot to be hung over for, right? Because you got caught up in the hype and guys were doing press conferences and taking the tour, which they deserve. But you do have to come out and play against teams the next year. And people are trying to knock you off that pinnacle that you've climbed and worked so hard to get to the top of. Now you're being attacked instead of you're climbing up and attacking people. And that's a different mindset. You And you have to be able to have that and switch that mindset and clearly the Eagles hadn't been able to do that. Well, I know your rookie season, in which your Falcons got all the way to the Super Bowl. Yes. And again, no disgrace. You lost to a great Bronco team winning back-to-back Super Bowls, Elway's final game. But I'm sure your mindset was, all right, well, we didn't get it this year. Next year we got it. Absolutely. I mean, that was your mindset going into that 99 season. Yeah, we didn't even address right. the glaring need of a backup running back because Jamal Anderson just carried the ball more than anyone in NFL history at the time. And he figured that Chris Chandler's resurrection was going to go on for another three or four years. Which it wasn't, but anyone in personnel knows right. the importance of those things. So if you're not set up what as an organization. What did it dawn on you in that 99 season that it was in 1998? The first game, I think we played uh, Minnesota. Mm-hmm. And we had just beaten them in the NFC Championship. I'm, yes, NFC. you did. It, it was just different. You know, it was just different. And I think right after that, Jamal tore his ACL, and we had a backup running back who, Ken Oxendine, who, you know, no disrespect <laughs> to him. But right. He wasn't Jamal Anderson. No. And it changed the whole complexity of our offense. And the we dirty had birds to, just disappeared? Yeah. We had to put too much pressure and too right. much onus on Chris Chandler. Well, he wasn't built like that. So do you believe the Eagles will be back next year? I mean, uh, does it depend on the health of Carson Wentz? Now, we're going to see Nick Foles tonight, and it, it'll, this is going to be interesting tonight. I mean, Nick obviously playing against his former team, the Rams, uh, that pretty much gave up on him. And I, I'm interested to see what Doug Peterson has planned. I remember the key last year, and this is where Peterson really showed his stripes as a head coach. When they immediately brought in Foles, it was indifferent because they were trying to, again, do what Wentz was doing. And then they realized, look, Nick Foles is not Carson Wentz. Let's go back to that Nick Foles we saw under Chip Kelly. RPO, right? Mm-hmm. Let's let's see how let's let's see what they were doing then, and let's see if we can adapt it to our offense now and see how that works. And once they put that offense in, suddenly we saw that Nick Foles that we had saw five years before. Absolutely, and that's what they're going to have to do. You know, when you change per, uh, personnel, especially at the quarterback position, you got to know what their strengths and weaknesses are. All right? I mean, if the backup was as good as the starter, then they'd be starting. Well, and remember last year, Mike McCarthy couldn't figure it out with Brett Hundley? Right. They tried to run the Aaron Rodgers offense, and it's like he's not Aaron Rodgers. It's not going to work. It it will never work. So, and and you have to, and and that's where the onus is on uh, upstairs and coaching staff and the GM and owners. Like, you have to know the temperature of each player on your team. And when that player becomes someone who is filling a starting role, mm-hmm. then you have to assess, okay, is this what we – can they do this or can't they do this? And I think those things are important, and if you don't address them, then you're not going to be able to have success. All right, last time we saw the Rams, they looked awful. They didn't want to be in Chicago. The second they walked out <laughs> in that cold, they said, get us out of here. I had a lot of theories about that game. I mean, Goff was checking down a lot. He threw four interceptions. They didn't run the ball. I mean, Gurley had 11 carries for 28 yards. I, I almost felt like Sean McVay was saying, we're going to have another game against the Bears in the playoffs. 
Hmm. I mean, it seemed as weird as it was to give up a one. But, again, you're getting a bye week one way or the other, right? One team. Not a difference between one seed and a two seed. Uh, ultimately, you say, well, it would be if they have to play at New Orleans in the NFC Championship game. But by losing that game in Chicago, they're looking at the real possibility of facing the Bears in L.A. in the division round, assuming the Bears as a three seed can get past the six seed. So I, I was watching that game saying something doesn't smell right here. I mean, the Rams are playing so vanilla in this game, it's almost like they didn't want to show the Bears anything. I mean, could it – was no, McVay I mean, thinking got, that far ahead? No, no, of course not. I mean, you you, you have uh, plenty of game film to make your own assessments of what you need to see from the Rams, right? We're in week 15. That was week 14. Yeah. Like you, got, you have enough footage. But, I mean, the Rams, they didn't even try. Maybe they didn't game. want to be there. It was cold. Oh, freezing I out I don't there. know. I mean – they uh, 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 should we be concerned about the Rams then? I mean, if they're playing legit, I mean, we know the Bears have a good defense, but the Rams were just awful in that game. They had no offense. They couldn't run the ball. Goff suddenly looked like the guy we saw two years ago. All right, uh, we have so much more to go here, and uh, we're here in the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. It's been an unbelievable day, and we got your most valuable plays coming up next. Steve Hartman, Ephraim Salam. Oh, yeah. Hey, we're brought to you by Discover Card. We treat you like you treat you. Want to thank the crew today. Bobo jumping in, as he always does. Final hour here. Taking over for Alex. Mr. Gascon delivering the sports updates. And, of course, Lidl app. A disappointed Packer fan who realizes for the second straight year, Green Bay's on the outside looking in. They need a new coach. They need an offensive coordinator. They need a revival of Aaron Rodgers. All right. It was a big day in the NFL, and here are your most valuable plays. Here we go. Go get it. Let's go. That's it. This is Fox Football Sunday. MVP. MVP. Most valuable plays. Cardinals and Falcons. Here's a snap to Rosen. Quick throw. Batted in the air and intercepted Deion Jones. 20, 15, 10, 5. Touchdown, Atlanta. 41 yards to the house for Deion Jones off the Vic Beasley deflection. 92-9, the game Falcons Radio Network. Redskins and Jaguars. Quick snap. Johnson fires it out. It is caught. It is caught. Jeremy Sprinkle to the pylon. Redskins touchdown. That is a gutsy drive by the Redskins offense. The snap. High. The slip out. The kick is up. The kick is good. Bullseye. Bullseye, Hopkins hits it, and the Redskins win. Redskins Radio Network. Lions and Bills. Allen takes a look, standing in the pocket. Hot fires it downfield, looking for uh, Foster, makes the catch at the five, heading into the end zone, and he is in. Touchdown! Touchdown! 42 yards, Robert Foster. WGR and the Bills Radio Network. And Bears. Three receivers to the right. Snap is back. Three man a rush. They drop eight. Trubisky fires in the open end zone. Left side. Burton's got it for the touchdown. Touchdown, Bears. They're back in front. News Radio 780 and 105.9 WBBM and the Bears Radio Network. Raiders and Bengals. Here's a toss sweep. Picks in with blockers in front. Go, He's Joe. to the 10. Yeah. The 5. To Two. the pylon. Yeah. Touchdown, yeah. Bengals. 
as Joe Mixon sprints 15 yards. 700 WLW Bengals Radio Network. Cowboys and Colts. Luck hands off to Mack. Mack twisting upfield and no single yet. There it is. Touchdown, Marlon Mack. Third and goal from the one-yard line. No problem as Marlon Mack puts the Colts on the board first. Colts Radio Network. Titans and Giants. Mariota gives it to Henry, who goes pounding forward. How about that? That's what you call touchdown, Titans. Don't waste my time. Derrick Henry. It took him two more plays, but he finally has his 10th touchdown. WGFX 104.5 Titans Radio Network. Buccaneers and Ravens. Lamar Jackson, a quick pitch to Chris Moore on the misdirection. Moore is in for the touchdown. Brilliant play design and execution, and the Ravens are back in it. WBAL Ravens Radio Network. Dolphins and Vikings. First and 15 from the Dolphins, 21. Cousins from under center, hands it to Dalton. He spins away from the Dolphin at the 15. And he moves! Inside the five, touchdown! Two rushing touchdowns today from the Miami native Dalvin Cook. K-Fan Minneapolis and the Vikings Radio Network. Patriots and Steelers. 20 seconds to go. Fourth down and 15 at the Pittsburgh 21. Brady in the gun. Right side to his left. Fourth down. Four-man rush. He takes the snap. He waits. He throws it for the goal line. And it's broken up at the goal line. And this is a game in the history books. And the crowd is celebrating in a very large way. Big Ben strikes one. And this game is over. The final, Pittsburgh defeating the New England Patriots and Tom Brady 17-10. FSR affiliate Fox Sports 970 and the Steelers Radio Network. The most valuable plays. Guys are doing a hell of a job. That is unbelievable. This is Fox Football Sunday. All right, what a day it was. And, of course, a lot more still to come as the Rams essentially trying to eliminate the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, I guess technically the Eagles might be still alive. Uh, I don't know, the tie break and everything else with Dallas losing today, but the uh, Eagles on life support, we're going to see if Nick Foles can bring back some of that magic that we saw last year as he ended up as a Super Bowl MVP. Boy, the way the games are laid out next week really is so perfect. It really is. The fact that that Chargers... Ravens game is on Saturday night. By the way, we were thinking about this. Who exactly <laughs> in L.A. is going to be at StubHub the Saturday night before Christmas? No one. To see the Chargers play the Ravens. Hmm. Anybody? Nope. I mean, the Saturday night before Christmas, when everyone's scrambling with their last-second shopping, you know how that is, right? Maybe we could do our show from there. <laughs> so, and and that, and that game has all kinds of ramifications. So, if the Ravens lose, then the pressure's off a little bit for the Steelers because the Steelers are in New Orleans. Whew. It's tough. Meaning, if the Ravens yeah. lose, the Steelers knows. Well, even if we lose, we still control our own destiny to win the AFC North. Meanwhile, for the Chiefs and the Seahawks, which is the Sunday night game. If the Chargers win against the Ravens, Chiefs have to win. In Seattle, and the Seahawks have to win. Those are the yeah. best games when you have both teams like they have we to have must win. Have to win. Must win. 
Wow. Like, like, like uh, the Steelers today. They had to beat the Patriots, and they did. They did. They stayed alive. Big Ben got it done, and the Patriots are in big, big trouble. All right, Ephraim, good stuff, man, today. Great good show. Stuff. Great show. Great show. Great games. The National Football League never fails. But the good news is it's not over yet. Keep it right here on Fox Sports Radio. Carol G. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct. But most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 